0: Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1,351, air date November 7th,
1: 2023. To news, I'm your host, Matt Weinglass. Happy Election Day, everyone. It's Tuesday, November 7th, exactly one year out from the presidential election here in the U.S. Uh, First off, I just want to give a shout out to Misha Pollan for that hilarious intro. Uh, And then a quick reminder to anyone watching today, we welcome you to our channel for the first time, or if you're returning, uh, we're here for anyone who's feeling uneasy right now about the state of politics, about our economy, about our society over these last few years. If you feel like people in your party have just let you down and you just get pushback for asking simple questions, if you no longer want to play the game of tribalism, the game of identity politics, red team versus blue team, if you're sick and tired of being told to shut up and and you're being controlled by the hate and the division that's sold to us by this media that is propagandized, you're sick and tired of punching down and you're ready to start punching up, then the homeless left is the place for you. You guys, today we have a very special show. Uh, We're starting an hour early, as you know. uh, It's 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. This is our election day special. We have an amazing guest joining us today, And we're going to bring him in here right away for you guys. And then we'll get to all the other stuff later. We have planned, you know, the top censored news and the campaign news update and all those other stories, the normal stuff. But right now, let's go ahead and get to it. We want to bring him right in. He is a world-renowned engineer, inventor, entrepreneur, activist, and system scientist. He's the inventor of email. He holds four degrees from MIT, a Fulbright Scholar He's an anti-establishment and anti-war candidate running as an independent for president of the United States. Please welcome to the show, Dr. Shiva Ayodhura. How you doing, Matt? Great. Great. Thank you, Dr. Shiva, for being with us today. It's, it's great to see you. Great to have you with us. Yeah, great to be here. Definitely. Now, look, we want we a lot of stuff we want to get into with you. You know, Obviously, we're, we're a year out from the election. We want to talk about this 2024 election, the importance of third party candidates. Uh, how do we take on this rigged system that's hundred percent rigged? Uh, most Americans think it's just kind of rigged, but we know it's absolutely a hundred percent rigged. Um, we're gonna we wanna talk about how to stop Zionism, how to, you know, what we're gonna do about the current genocide that's happening in Gaza. Uh, a lot of stuff to get into, but first, I just wanna ask you about your journey and how you first discovered that the system was corrupt
0: well my journey's been long uh a long one it's not the typical um left liberal journey you know nor the the right-wing journey but it's a journey that begins with the fact when i was four years old i understood that india had a caste system you know i come from an india which has a caste system which is what america has become and that caste system meant that your future was designated by your birthright Right, what, what you know, or your birth lottery. Um, uh, some of you may know that uh, you know during the tri- time of British colonialism, the British were very, very clear on where you stood. You know, they set up this very uh, stratified system of governance, right? And uh, in India, when they when they came to India, the caste system in India was actually dwindling away. we starting to dwindle a- a- away, and the caste system was based on your birth lottery. So if you were born as a son of a carpenter, that's all you had to do. If you were born the son of a, a ditch digger, that's all you were supposed to do. If you were, if you were born the son of a Brahmin, um, which is one of the priestly cast, then you, got, you hit the birth lottery, okay? Um, so when I was four, I experienced a very interesting event where I was playing soccer with a friend of mine and I went to his home and his mother yelled at me, um, essentially spit at me. Uh, there's an equivalent of the N word in the Indian system, it's called Shudra, and told me that I was not able to come into her home and that I would have to stand outside. And she gave me water, it was a hot day, and a very different looking cup, you know? A, something that you would give to a, quote unquote, a lower caste person. Mm. And then I asked my mom that evening what this was about. She goes, oh yeah, we're the lower caste. India has a caste system. When, we, when she used to go to the well to get water, they would shoo her away like a pig. And this is obviously very, very hurtful for me. Um, and that began my journey to really want to understand why there were these systems of oppression. So I, as a kid, started reading everything I could do on left wing, right wing. Uh, in those days, India had these little comic books, and believe it or not, they are fascinating little comic book stories of historical figures, be it Che Guevara, be it uh, Subhash Chandra Bose, be it you know Thomas Paine. Quite fascinating. So I would read, you know, I, would, I would immerse myself in this. And so I grew up in that India where there was this thing called a caste system, and I was exposed to it on a very personal level. But I also grew up in an India where my grandmother was a spiritual, a healer, and she was also practicing ancient system of Indian medicine. In India, the women typically in these small villages are the shamans or the ones who take care of people because doctors typically don't go into these villages. And my grandparents were poor village farmers and a good portion of my life experienced that. So I saw this woman with no degrees um, heal people, you know, um, where she would observe their face, practice an ancient system of Indian medicine called Siddha, S-I-D-D-H-A, which actually predates Ayurveda. And so I was fascinated both in medicine and also in politics. It's fascinating. And that journey never left. So when I came to the United States, when I was a seven-year-old kid, um, you know, we first settled in Patterson, New Jersey, which is one of the poorest cities still in the United States, pretty much African-American. Uh, and my parents kept moving to the better public school systems, and typically the colors changed, okay, because it went from all black in Patterson to a mixed race in Clifton, working class people, Persephone, New Jersey, all in New Jersey, and eventually my last three years, I went to a public school in Livingston, New Jersey, which is one of the most elite public schools, uh, predominantly all Jewish, and was fascinating was, you know, my sister and I were the two dark-skinned brown kids in this college are predominantly all white kids who so are all Jews, um, very nice kids, but their parents, interesting enough, around 10th grade would send them to Israel and they would come back fanatics wanting to kill every Muslim. And it was fascinating to watch this behavior. I, I also experienced the fact, the level of discrimination, because I was extremely good at math and physics and science and sports, and you could see this didn't fit the narrative of the chosen people. Um, and, you know, many, I mean, so this is very personal to me because I remember distinctively one year where I was kept out of a competition of participating, which I would win. Told I couldn't take an exam, my parents were furious and they went into and argued with the teachers and eventually they forced me to take it, which I won. So my life has been from the day I was born literally to this day experiencing uh, actual discrimination at a very fundamental level. So this is not like booby fucking Kennedy talking about the plight he's faced. Um, he he does not know the plight of anyone. He's a fake anti-establishment. He's part of the establishment. Um, and, and I've had to expose him because the history of humankind has been the advancements have taken place when people like myself and others and you who actually come from below fight. And the distraction has always become or the selling out as occurs when people like Kennedy or Trump or Bernie Sanders, it's easy to expose the Bidens and the Bushes and the Clintons. But it's much harder for people to see that people like Booby fucking Kennedy, people like Donald fucking Trump or Bernie Sanders or Tulsi Gabbard, who's a warmonger, actually. um, These people are created by the establishment in a very, very conscious way to distract people from real fighters like myself or Malcolm X or others. And that's what, you know, I'm dedicated to teaching people that it's ultimately the only way the world changes bottoms up. And we have to look to our heroes from bottoms up and people who keep trying to think of Kennedy or a Trump or Bernie Sanders or Tulsi Gabbard or Joe fucking Rogan or a fucker Carlson is going to help them. Um, This is a very, very uh, deliberate way um, to distract people from uh, getting on their own feet and building these bottoms up movements. So that's what I learned. It has always been movements which have changed the world. It has never been one of these figures who come Top down. In fact, those people are the real devils who were created to distract people from building these bottoms up movements. So that's what my journey's been. So, you know, that journey ended up uh, in my work. Everything I've earned, Matt, and every, everyone knows this is, is that of a working person. I've had to work for everything I got. No one ever gave me anything. All my degrees at MIT, my awards. It wasn't my Papa Joe Kennedy calling up Harvard to get me in, right? Or people getting me into institutions. Everything I have, I've earned. And that's what bothers these people, because they've never seen someone real, because most of them fake it. And so their only way to um, uh, conceal this is to intentionally make me invisible. But they have a serious problem, because in 2020, you know, we reached about a half a billion people throughout the world, knew that I was a guy who uh, first exposed Fauci, educated people on how to boost their immune system. It was when they stole our election in Massachusetts in 2020 that we exposed the fact that government has created a censorship infrastructure to social media companies, right? Uh, It was us who exposed the fact that the election systems in this country are are completely compromised long before the grifters came along and did wackadoodle stuff, you know, to make money off of it. So when people look at my history, and for that matter, the journey of everyday working people, it's a journey of humility, it's a journey of actually fighting and actually doing the work. And so 2024 is a very important, period in human history. And this issue of Zionism is a fascinating issue because no one can bullshit their way out of it. Kennedy can attempt to bullshit his way, acting like he's fighting for medical freedom, by the way, which he isn't. He believes in full vaccination of all Americans. He believes in, quote unquote, safe vaccines, which is still allowing uh, the 1962 Vaccination Act to perpetuate itself, that government has some right into your body. Uh, Trump and him both supported lockdowns. So, The amount of shadow banning that I endure, which is nothing new, I've had to endure this all my life, right? In spite of all the credentials I have, all the achievements I have, it's a disgrace. And what's even more interesting, it is I've noticed, I mean, you're probably an exception, it is a white liberal males who purposely will not interview me, like Jimmy Dore, who goes with the wind. He got jabbed, then he went with Kennedy, he goes with the wind to see which, which way the wind blows, or Joe Rogan, all of these guys. Women so, will interview me, and that's what's fascinating.
1: I, I'm, I'm just going to be very clear here. You're saying that that Jimmy Dore nor Joe Rogan has agreed to have you interviewed. Never, and they chair.
0: and they know about me. Jimmy Dore, in fact, when I yeah, exposed I, Kennedy, called it pathetic. So he, he went and got himself jabbed. So you have to understand these people watch which way the wind blows. They're never there saying the right thing at the right time. Mm-hmm. But what they do is they watch, oops, oh, Kennedy's doing popular. Let's go with him. Oops, Kennedy's not doing popular. Let's walk away from him, right, because of his issues on Zionism. But the fact that guys like him, guys like fucker Carlson, guys like Joe Rogan purposely, Mm -hmm. intentionally make me invisible reveals the fact of something much, much deeper, which is why? Why would you do that? Why would you take a guy who has actually accomplished stuff, was actually in the center of the fight? and intentionally conceal his presence? That's the big question. And I I, yeah, Yeah, it's a major question. It's a a, a major question. And I can go to Joe Rogan's history when I was, when I did five major scientific papers exposing genetically engineered foods, he put the opposition scientists on there when many, many people said, Joe, are you gonna put Dr. Shiva on? His own friend, Eddie Bravo contacted Rogan during the, I was the first scientist to come out and expose Uh, the fundamental issues with vaccines at a molecular systems level and who Fauci was. Again, he concealed it. Fucker Carlson knew about our lawsuit where we discovered the backdoor portal into Twitter and he intentionally concealed it. Same with Glenn Greenwald. All of these people act like they're anti-establishment, but they never gave us air cover and nor do we expect it from them because these people are ultimate grifters. And it's fascinating. They're all white guys, all white liberal men.
1: It's, it is interesting because I, I saw you were on w- with Kim Iverson the other day um, a woman and, yeah. you
0: know it's very interesting women yeah. women women connect because women's journey has also been a journey of trying to fight you know the larger scale swarm but white liberal males who speak a good game who put all these other people on are scared shitless of me because they know that if I were to go on their shows people say wait a minute For fucking four years, you didn't put Dr. Shiva on? And they know that all of their viewers will say, this guy's a real deal, and they'll likely leave them. Or they're afraid of the fact that I'm not beholden to anyone. I'm not into the left or right. I stand on my own two feet. I'm not beholden to Sheldon Adelson. I'm not beholden to Ari Emanuel, who basically Joe Rogan has to suck him off every day to get a Spotify thing. All of these people are slaves. And I'm not a fucking slave, and they are. And that's why these white liberal males from Jimmy Dore to Joe Rogan, they know I exist and they have been defending Robert Kennedy. Maybe now they're not because the heat is too hot and their viewers are recognizing shit, Robert Kennedy's a fucking Zionist. And how can you support him? Oh, okay, I'm no longer supporting him. But you can see a tweet when I exposed Kennedy with eight different points of his contradictions. Jimmy Dore said, oh, that's pathetic. Why are you attacking him?
1: Okay, so. so- let me, there's a lot, there's a lot to, there's a lot to process here, Dr. Shiva, but on the issue of other, like you call them, white liberals, but it's, these are, these are populist voices. They're, they're, they were, they were part of a democratic party that, that failed them. They started to look at the world differently. And I followed a lot. I've been following a lot of them. I know Jimmy Dore personally. I watched his show. I, I have to say one of the lessons I've learned from him, and I'm just, I'm just throwing this back at you because even if everything you're saying is 100% true, one, thing, one lesson I've learned from Jimmy is how we can take one issue and align on that one issue, even if we disagree on other issues. And I've seen him do that time and time again. And I do want to point out the Kennedy thing because I've been let down by him. A lot of us have been let down by Kennedy with his Zionism. It, it's, it's very tragic. It's an extremely tragic. Well, I st- don't whoa, think, whoa, James- Matt,
0: stop, stop right there. Stop right yeah. there. You say this tragic and don't take this personally. Okay. Yeah. Comes from a very, very reductionist understanding of politics. Mm-hmm. I could have told you in 1984 who Kennedy was, I could have told you in 1984 who Bernie Sanders would be. Now, why, why is that? And you have to really reflect on that because every 20 years people waste all their lifetime following these fools. Why are you following Kennedy? Why? Who the fuck is he? What has he actually done for humanity? And, th- and this reveals a much deeper issue, because at the end of the day, people are looking to outsource their activism to someone coming from above. And that's where mm-hmm. the fundamental issue starts. So when I was 17 years old, you know, we were at MIT, and if you were, I don't know how old you are, um, but you know, uh, in 1984, there were two candidates running, and the obvious establishment parties. One was called a guy called Ronald Reagan, Mm -hmm. was running against another guy called Walter Mondale. Yeah, and the the Democrat and and the Tea Party was just starting, which was the right wing element to the establishment party. With Reagan was heading up, and on the Democrat they had their not so obvious establishment wing. Okay, this is a very important systems dynamic that. Every person needs to understand so they don't get fooled by a fucking Kennedy or fucking Sanders and waste their lives with these guys. Once you understand this systems dynamic, you will see it from a systems perspective, not from an individual perspective. This way, when you look at individual issues, you're going to always make mistakes. And that's why when Jimmy Dore does that, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about because he hasn't studied this. So when you study this from a very systems perspective, the Democrats in that year had a guy called... Jesse Jackson, yeah, whose job, whose job? And I wanted to tell people this is not, this is intentional. Whose job was to make sure the young, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed young college people, right, would get suckered into him, and his job is to, like a shepherd, sucker all these young minds back into the wings of the Democratic Party, but speak anti-establishment rhetoric. Sounds like Bernie
1: Sanders, what he did to us, twenty sixteen. Yes, but in nineteen
0: eighty four. That's what Jesse Jackson did. Yeah. And all these young kids were voting for him. It was called the Rainbow Coalition. He was speaking all sorts of great shit. Okay. But it was all bullshit. Because at the end of the day, on the floor of the Democratic convention, what does Jesse Jackson do? He says, Well, you know, we have to choose the lesser of two evils.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: he gives all of his votes to Walter Mondale, hugs him. And I heard someone should check this out that he was given a private plane for that. Okay. That was a mm-hmm. deal that was struck. So, We have to understand, and maybe guys like me who come from below, who've had to fight injustice, we're not as naive. We have to see things as they are. We don't have the luxury of believing people and hoping, right? Is that what you recognize is that you have the obvious wings of the establishment, but the obvious wings of the establishment cannot exist with their not so obvious wings, okay? So they need a group to talk a bunch of shit on the left or the right, but at the last minute do the kumbaya. So when Bernie Sanders ran, you know, very very close friend of mine, very smart woman out of Harvard, neuroscientist, she's not dumb. She was in my home and she was saying, "Shiva, Bernie is anti-establishment. You know, you're anti-establishment. You've been an activist. You know, I'm going to be heading up all of New England for him." And I, and she said, "You got to support Bernie." I said, "Laurie, Bernie is going to do exactly the same thing that Jesse Jackson did." I said, "You don't understand That there's the wings and the obvious establishment. She goes, you're an asshole. You always critique people. Walked out of my house. I didn't see her for two years. She busted her buns working for this fucking Zionist, Bernie Sanders. And what happens? He did exactly as I predicted on the floor of the Democratic Convention. Now, you could predict that as much as you can predict an apple falls from the tree once you understand Newtonian mechanics. So what I'm here to tell people is there is a physics. There is a systems dynamics to politics. That is not that different than understanding Maxwell's equations or Bernoulli's principles. You say, and my life journey, Matt, has figured those dynamics out. And when you understand this from a systems perspective, you don't do something stupid like Jimmy Dore, and he needs to come and learn this. Otherwise, he's misleading people, taking issue, issue, issue. Oh, let's all agree on this issue or this issue or this issue. That's a reductionist model. You have to go to the root of this. And the root of this is, who are these people? Where do they come from? Have they worked for a living? Do they, do they truly know the plight of people? And most importantly, do they understand the central principle that real change, anything substantial, has always occurred bottoms up. It was in the late 1800s and 1886 that four American workers were hanged in Haymarket Chicago. Are you aware of that? No. Very important thing. It's been wiped out of American history. They were fighting for the eight-hour workday. It was in Lowell, Massachusetts, right up here, women built these bottoms up movements, fighting against children's, you know, child labor, fighting for the eight to 10 hour workday, right? Clean water, clean air. It was these movements, Matt, in the early 1900s that delivered anything, any of the reforms we have today. And by the 1950s, the Democrats and Republicans left and right colluded to call all of those movements, capital C, communist movements to cut the they did the Red Scare. And the left took over those movements in what was known as today's you know, organized labor. But before that, it was essentially organic bottoms up labor movements. So by the 70s, there were really no more movements. Between 1900 and 1970, there were close to 200 million people in the United States who participated on 11,000 strikes, all bottoms up. And this is what we need to understand. The Kennedys, the Hoffas, the Martin Luther Kings, you can go down the list we're all brought in to be part of the not so obvious establishment so we kept looking above for our saviors and that we let go of building these bottoms up movements and once people understand this dynamic everything becomes clear you can unravel the puzzle it's not about any of these people that's why it's so disgusting ooh what did what do you think about bernie sanders what do you think about booby fucking kennedy well look at the kennedys they come from an organized crime family that's who they are and when one organized Criminal gets shot by another organized criminal. The media and the liberal elite want us to say, oh, poor John Kennedy, he got shot. But oh, maybe it was a CIA. Well, he's part of an organized crime family. You'll never understand who shot Jam Giancana or, you know, any of these guys. So we are, the masses are in a recurrent, relentless process made to, you know, feel sympathy for these people versus feeling sympathy for ourselves who actually do the work. And this is a fundamental issue. So celebrities, comedians, you know, they need to study a little bit. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And that's why they will not put me on because they know that I represent a voice that comes truly from below and will expose their own inadequacies and their misleadership that they've done. And they don't want to do that because they want to protect their viewership because when they're not on social media, they're hanging out with these people. And I know this because like Forrest Gump, I've been, you know, led into many of these worlds that I easily could have sold out to, but I never did. And I know these people in a very intimate level, who they are, what
1: drives them. So I I guess the the part that's hard for me to wrap my head around is like you're saying, there's there's this community that they want to be part of. They want to protect their audience. You're saying these things, but I I'm seeing with my own eyes in real time these people like Jimmy Dore, like others in that vicinity that are losing their relationships, losing that community. They're, yeah, that's they're okay. to, that, but, yeah they,
0: but that's okay. The issue is they're not leaders. So What is a leader? What is a leader? Leaders does and says the right thing at the right time. So go look at March of 2020. Let's take a litmus test to the principle yeah. I'm putting forward. March of 2020. What was I doing? What was fucking Kennedy doing? What was Jimmy Dore, Joe Rogan, all these people doing? Fucker Carlson.
2: Who do you want to were-
0: follow? The person that says the right thing or two years later writes a fucking book about it. That's not leadership. I was out there on the streets, organizing thousands of people to stop the lockdown. It was our work that laid down a protocol of how you boost the immune Mm -hmm. system. What was Trump doing? Trump was promoting lockdowns. Kennedy put out a tweet saying, you know, the COVID lockdowns will stop the spread and will help climate change. Jimmy Dore was getting jabbed. I'm sorry, you're not fucking qualified to lead. You didn't put the time in. So why the fuck are you leading? And why are you intentionally concealing someone like me who has led, who a half a billion people around the world know about? And that's what's exposing these people. You go look at on Jimmy Dore's Twitter feed. People are like, hey, well, how come you're not putting Dr. Shiva
1: on? Yeah,
0: And because that's fine. You're doing good shit and you're saying stuff, but you didn't do it at the fucking right time. You're not a leader.
1: Yeah, he was late. He was late to the table on COVID. I remember. I, I remember during the lockdown, in my uh, living room because we couldn't go anywhere the gym was closed i'm doing sit ups on my floor watching Jimmy. yeah he's literally telling us that he's getting his uh his food uh he's waiting 20, uh, 48 hours to eat the food cuz he's got to wash it down for a little bit before cuz he's going to get covid yeah first. what I, what i'm, I'm delivery saying driver is, and i was like, like, like i was like i was like what are you doing man come on like i i was rooting for him but but my point is dr shiva is that yeah that let he, me ask you why are you yeah. rooting for him i why? wanted because as as a leader and I'm a leader in this small community here, my goal on a day-to-day basis and way before COVID, my goal has been to influence and inspire others whatever it takes and I will put the time in as much as I possibly can until there is no there's nowhere else to go. If I hit a wall with someone, I know I did everything I could for that person. So that's how I look how I look at the world is there's always hope if you just spend just one more minute and I think that Jimmy actually took the time to take that one more minute. He had Dr. Robert Malone on his show. He was educated in stuff he wasn't yeah. paying attention to until he got, you know, Vax injured. And then as far as I'll, – I'll jump to the other subject because I think this is important too. The Kennedy subject. He had Kennedy on. I want to be very clear about this before – Um, sorry, little tech problem. We're back. Okay. Uh, he had Kennedy on before uh, – October 7th and this was a big big issue for him he brought he, he was trying so hard to get Kennedy in a debate with Max Blumenthal to discuss Zionism to discuss Palest the illegal occupation of Palestine he was doing that he did everything he could and he could not get him he, he, he said Kennedy said oh I'll, I'll debate him and then he came back and said, oh I can't or I won't or I'll delay it and he was just trying everything he could to get him to to get this issue right. And that was before what we're seeing now. So I just wanted to give him at least the credit that well, he, he was he, he, trying very Matt, hard Matt, on.
0: Here, that. Here, here's the thing. The underlying thing is as though these people, um, you, you see, as, as a person of where I'm coming from, from my background. A bottoms up who's struggled all his life, who's one of the people who these people claim they're fighting for. Do you understand that I am that person who struggled and fought? And meanwhile, they have a swarm creature like fucking Kennedy who's proven over and over and over again. Why are you begging to him? Why are we putting hope in these people? Why? And this is a slavery. Either it's a slave mentality because they want to hope that one of their members of their clique will save. The masses on the ground, so the masses on the ground do not come up and overthrow them. Why are you doing that? This is like this very fundamental concept. You see, so that's why most people do not identify with them. And that's why I find it fascinating that people spend so much time on these people when the people we should be spending time on, working people who actually work for a living, who have actually struggled every day. And that's a bottoms up concept. So the amount of time people wait on these people shows that they have no understanding of everyday people. Because if they did, if they truly did, they would say, wait a minute, there's a fucking guy over here who comes from the masses, who's put the time in, who's led people. And everyone knows about this. When I did a eight-threaded tweet exposing Kennedy, all the shit, Jimmy Dore came to my feed and said, oh, this is pathetic. Wow. That's what he did, so fuck Jimmy Dore. He knows what he's doing, because these people, this is a game for them. This is not real. They have not had to fight racism or anti-Semitism or had to struggle like I have. And the, and the people of my background who come from Patterson and Clifton, this is, all, this is all theory to them. They're just talking about injustice, you see? And this is what bugs all those people. And this is why these people are not leaders and that's why i find fascinating it is these people who want to talk about changing the world but they've never walked the walk so we live in a very important time is because we have to ask how does change come
1: i and think it, sometimes i think sometimes you can you can do it if you put that extra minute in that extra conversation you can get people to say Oh shit! I I didn't see it. Yeah, Thank but which you. people? And but which people, Matt? Are you talking well, about? Every, me, I'll people? give you an example. And I know you me- you mentioned Tucker Carlson earlier, but I'll tell you this: this seemed to me like a real moment because several times Glenn Greenwald and Jimmy Dore had gone on his show before he was fired from Fox and talked to him about Julian Assange over and over. And finally, there was one moment where Car- Tucker finally said, "I get it now." Thank, like, like, yeah, but because. You're, you're, of, you're, because but you're,
0: you're, you're 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 giving these guys way too much credit man and it's actually misleading people you have to understand tucker carlson is part of the intelligence community there is a phenomenon called the limited hangout these people are misleading people because for 3 years on in 2020 he had all, I I spoken to him he he'd had all the documents for me clearly laying out the backdoor portal into twitter we want a federal injunction he intentionally concealed it And then two years later, fucker Carlson takes the article written by The Intercept, which is a plagiarism of my work and our lawsuit, two years later, saying, oh, my God, DHS has a backdoor portal into Twitter, right from our work. And then he puts Lee Fang on The Intercept, and he says, oh, my God, how could people have ignored this? He ignored it. I don't think you understand that there is a concept called a limited hangout. Have you ever heard that term? No. Okay. Well, I learned about this about a year ago because we were watching all this. Here in 2020, in the midst of me running a full-time company, in the midst of me running for office, no one wanted to take the case on when I was thrown off Twitter, it was the government of Massachusetts who contacted Twitter to throw me off because I had discovered ballot images were deleted in my important Senate race, which we won. Fact. I had to represent myself in federal court. I'm not a lawyer. I had to write my own briefs. And in cross-examination, it was our lawsuit in October of 2020 that discovered in, that the government has a VIP portal, a technology infrastructure into social media companies. And we wrote to Tucker Carlson, all the emails are up at winbackfreedom.com. And I said, you should cover this. Many people wrote to him. He intentionally concealed it. Now, this lawsuit escalated to a major lawsuit it was me against seven lawyers, three lawyers from Twitter, Harvard-trained lawyers, and I won again. And in that lawsuit, we discovered all the government documents long before Twitter files, long before this, showing the entire censorship infrastructure between government and social media companies. You should go look it up. Okay. Federal lawsuit, federal lawsuit. Tucker Carlson, Glenn Greenwald Greenwald all knew about it. But here's the problem I'm not in their tribe. We're independent. And that independent, there's a jealousy there because they don't want to give limelight because we're going to get all their views. We're going to get the the oomph. But meanwhile, we did video after video after video, Matt. About a half a billion people, when you look at the unique view, saw it. If anywhere I go in the world, if I'm walking through airports, people say, oh my God, Dr. Shiva, I know they stole your election. Now, with that level, of visibility these three people intentionally concealed it this was not random now about a year ago uh less than a year ago when i was put back on twitter after a year remember i'm a F- u.s senate federal candidate was thrown off twitter by the government quite extraordinary that's a political yeah. dissident when yeah. i was put back on i tweeted out the first time to elon i said elon why don't i be your ceo that got like 20 million views in a period of a day, 24 hours. Then I started saying, Elon, are you going to take down the backdoor portal into Twitter? And you can see the data from the time I tweeted that and I kept hammering him, my views went from 1 million views per day down to 10,000. Wow. All right. So you're talking about the true dissident, and none of these guys cover it. Meanwhile, booby fucking Kennedy gets promoted, Trump gets promoted. You see? So they want a WWE game. It's a contour. They want to create who their players are. And they surely want to make me invisible. They don't even want to create a controversy around me anymore. Because they know if people see us, they're going to say, this guy's a real deal. So in 1970, during the Watergate uh, fiasco, of, not fiasco, of what, what uh, Nixon did, in the Watergate tapes, they know they got him on the burglary. Okay, the Watergate burglary. So Nixon says, let's do a limited hangout. This is a CIA technique where we will put out a well manicured version of our story and then we'll bury the rest. It's like basically revealing a little tip of the iceberg but revealing everything else. So two years later, fucker Carlson, who knew about our lawsuit and all the emails we published, he then brings Lee Fang on and the intercept is owned by a guy called Pierre Omidyar who's the one who funded the backdoor portal into social media companies. Hmm. So The Intercept is quite extraordinary, is acting as though they're doing investigative research, but they do not reveal the fact that their own founder of their organization is the one who funded the backdoor portal into Twitter. All right? And then you have Fucker Carlson, whose father was one of the lead people in the CIA creating disinformation techniques, who was supposedly denied from joining the CIA, Who is now acting as though you know, putting on these faces? Do you understand the level of mindfuckery that's taking place? These people did a limited hangout. So, so what is a limited hangout? You wait. First of all, you suppress the truth when it occurs. In 2020, imagine if they revealed everything I discovered in our federal lawsuit in 2020. We wouldn't be dealing with this two years later. They intentionally concealed it. And then the second step that they did was when when I kept coming after them, and two years later they said, "Shit." Shiva's not going to give up. So now let's do a limited version of that story. That was the intercept story, step two. And when I kept going again and again, then they said, oh my God, there's this backdoor portal into Twitter with the Missouri Biden case. But the Missouri Biden case intentionally concealed our lawsuit. They plagiarized our stuff, but they didn't cite it. So it's much more devious than that. You're being way too naive,
1: man. Sorry. So what, what about your uh, take on you know, Matt Taibbi and um, uh, Schellenberger's? Full of um... shit. Full of shit. So they they also they
0: intentionally- our, look. They, I think you need to. They know our lawsuit. Let me show it to you, okay? Okay. Because when, when you realize this, this is and you know uh, half a billion people know about this. So that's why when they're looking at the U.S. influencers, they're saying these guys are full of shit. And that's why this is. That's why the naive either it's naivete, which could be, and I believe it's more than naivete. It is uh, far more than naivete. It's intentional concealment as a very good you know lawyer friend of mine said this is intentional concealment it is not um you know um you know something that they're doing haphazardly okay so yeah. let me let me show you the site let me bring it up here okay um, uh, i don't know if you could bring it up on your end can you bring yeah, up when if you
1: send if you send i i don't see it um Okay, let me let me put mm-hmm. it in the private chat here. Okay. Yeah, then I can put it up.
0: Right. So, you know, just to give you the background of this lawsuit, you know, I ran for US Senate in 2020. Uh, we had close to 20,000, uh, sorry, 3,000 volunteers, 25,000 lawn signs. We were everywhere in Massachusetts. By all accord, you know, we won that. Uh, uh, here, here we go. I can break. You got it? Okay. Yeah. So if I'm you look so- at that, so winbackfreedom.com. It documents from a, September of 2020, our lawsuit that we filed when I was thrown off Twitter in the middle of my campaign. And we discovered that and stop right there, that entire backdoor portal into Twitter, all mm-hmm. the players involved, Republican and Democrat, the people on the left there, if you go down, you can bring up another version of it, scroll down. Um, so go down, keep going down. So uh, right there, you can bring that up. See that one that says a high resolution version on the left side? Go right oh, there, move your cursor to the right. No, no, right there. You got it right there. Right okay. above
1: where it says, um Oh, hi. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi. Okay, you just click on a. this one. Yeah, you
0: can, a, can click exhibit on exhibit a. a or exhibit B, whichever one you want. They're pretty mm-hmm. high res ones. But the net of this loss, it was in September of 2020 during cross-examination. We discovered that I was thrown off Twitter using a backdoor portal into Twitter, Matt. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. And then in May of 2021 in the full and I won the federal injunction. OK. Preliminary injunction where the where the court said you will no longer stop, to the government, stop contacting Twitter to silence Dr. Shiva. When I was thrown off permanently, we discovered all of these playbooks. Right. Which led to, and you can zoom in on that. Click Zoom, which led to an infrastructure that was funded by Fox News Murdoch. You can zoom in if you. Zoom in on that. You can hit the plus sign to zoom in. You can zoom in more. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The other way. Zoom Sorry. in. Uh, <laughs> Take your time. Yeah. I think there's a zoom function there because you have the PDF. Yeah. Um you can just say, are you are you on a Mac? Yeah. Hit command plus and it'll zoom in. Just hit command plus, yeah. The command and the command shift plus
1: okay sorry um yep. it looks like it's frozen here i'll get it hold on okay I'm, i'll get i'll get it back uh, hold on yeah
0: i'll wait for you Yeah. so as you're talking so everyone listening so it was our lawsuit in september of 2020 when i was thrown off twitter for purely critiquing the government of the fact that they deleted These things called ballot images, which are supposed to be preserved for 20 months, 22 months, that I was thrown off in the middle of my Senate campaign. Quite extraordinary. With 39 days left. We went into court and during cross-examination with the social media director of the government, we discovered that the government has a backdoor portal into Twitter, which they call the partner support portal. And the government used that. There we go. Um, So. So the woman on top is a woman called Michelle Tassinari, the general counsel of the government of Massachusetts. She's the one who contacted Twitter to throw me off because I was critiquing her, all right? Because she deleted the ballot images. Now, how did she do this? Over a period of six months, we uncovered the fact that Michelle Tassinari is not just the general counsel to the Secretary of State of Massachusetts. If you notice under CISA, she also shows up there, okay? She's also on the general committee of, executive committee of CISA. On November 16, 2018, it was Donald Trump who signed into law, the cybersecurity Infra- In- In- infrastructure security agency, which created this diagram, this infrastructure that I discovered mm-hmm. to silence U.S. Senate, sorry, US, U.S. citizens using this infrastructure that they created. Now, who created this infrastructure? On the bottom side, on the left side, you'll see the Murdoch's funded, the Zuckerberg's and Pierre Omidyar right there who is a founder of The Intercept, okay? He funded the internet right there on the bottom. If you, uh, it says the election, uh, elections infrastructure, ISAC, which Schellenberger and these guys talked about three years later. They stole it from our stuff, never gave any credit. We discovered this in 2020. And that entire infrastructure and the clearinghouse was funded by Pierre Omadier. So when you wanna throw off a US citizen, the government above, uses this nonprofit infrastructure to launder censorship. And if you look at the entire lawsuit, we brought this up. We won the federal injunction. And this woman, Tassinari, appears everywhere. So when I had exposed the government of Massachusetts, Matt, I had exposed, discovered with my MIT engineering sciences hat, this entire infrastructure. This was like a PhD project. This was in our lawsuit, fully filed. All right. And then after I filed this, the judge, who was very supportive of me, he said, you know, this lawsuit will be taught in every constitutional law class. He wanted me to simply go on Twitter and not drop all my claims against the government. I refused. They attempted to censor me. Then they mm. sealed this diagram on the lawsuit. Okay. Which, mm. and, and I was forced to file the lawsuit with only one claim, which I did. And I walked away because I did not want to sell out and simply go back on Twitter and let these claims get away. And we've escalated the lawsuit. Uh, against DHS and SISA. But the point is, this is what we were doing in 2020. Fucker Carlson knew about this. He purposely hit it. So why am I bringing this up? The reason is that these people follow a technique. It's delayed truth. So after things occur, then they say, oh yeah, we're bringing this up. Let's make a movie. Let's write a book. But they do not do when it's necessary to be done. Because if you had brought this up in 2020, we could have solved many issues, and mm-hmm. if you go down through this website, we decided to publish everything. You'll see the emails to Tucker. You'll see the emails to fucking Greenwald. They did. They intentionally concealed all of this. This is the most important lawsuit of the century.
1: So I'm going to go ahead and share this um, on the website so so people can go for themselves and check this out because this is this is fascinating. Yeah. I, so I'm, go back
0: to WinBackFreedom.com. I'll show you some more. Okay. So we have right. to understand, we have to get our heads out of our ass and stop giving all these quote unquote celebrities because, you know, I, look, I used to be out in Hollywood, Matt. It's very, very easy to want to get into that realm of, you know, star fucking. Okay. And they all want us to be star fuckers. If you've heard that term, I'm sure you have.
2: All yeah, right. Definitely. All
0: right. So the star fucking mentality is what people are trained to do. So now if you go down, go down through this, di- so um, go down. So now, um, so. now, uh, if you remember, in October, stop right there was a DHS leaks. Do you remember that? So they yeah. said, oh, my God, we found that there's a backdoor portal into Twitter. And yeah. who, who? And the person who revealed that, Lee Fang, left. Remember, The Intercept was started by Pierre Omadiar, who's the one who f- created the backdoor portal into Twitter to silence people. Mm. Now, yeah. why would you leave that out if you're an investigative reporter? Right. All right. Why? That's Intentional we cannot be naive anymore. It's luxurious for people to be naive, but for people like me, who come from below, been fighting, we can't, it's, you know, we're not going to be give hope to fucking Kennedy, hope to door, hope to these fucking scumbags, because we're uh, we're fighting on the ground. Now scroll down, okay. scroll down and you'll see. So that's the point. And so it says DHS leaks is, is a purposeful dribble, a limited version of Dr. Shiva's work to deceive people into believing they have gotten the truth when in fact it is a cover up to conceal the larger truth, which is far more damaging. All right. So sc- keep scrolling down. Now I want to scroll down. I want to show you all the keep going down. I explain what is a limited hangout here. Okay. So stop right there. It's a great diagram. This is so this is a systems dynamic. So we had exposed everything in 2020. Everything, the entire infrastructure, that diagram, that was a whole truth. So what they did, fucker Carlson, Glenn Greenwald, they intentionally concealed it. Then they plagiarized it two years later. Then they misattributed it to The Intercept because they surely do not want to give the the limelight to people like me who are independent, right? Who are not part of their clique. And then they prevaricated and manipulated it. And then they hijacked it. They put out a half-truth. Oh my God, DHS, it's not just DHS. It's this entire infrastructure. DHS is only one piece of it. And then the same people who concealed our lawsuit amplified it. The ACLU, Glenn Greenwald and Tucker Carlson, scroll down. And keep scrolling down. I want to show you this one piece here. Keep going down. I'll tell you when to stop. So all of this stuff, as I shared, we revealed, okay? Now I want to share with you right here. See this? The problem was I did probably 50 videos talking about this. So we got a word out. We didn't rely on them. That's called independent news. I did video after video after video. So we didn't wait for fucker or Glenn Greenwald, right? These so-called fighters for us. They're not. Scroll down. They want to win Academy Awards. That's what they want to do. Okay? Go down. So again, Pierre Omidyar. And by the way, if you look at Omidyar, Omidyar is everywhere. He's funded by every person you can think about. So... The ACLU concealed it. Keep going down. I'll keep going down right after this. You'll see the Tucker Carlson thing. Keep going down. Right here. Okay. so here's my letter to Tucker Carlson. You can see the date. October 10th, 2020. I said, hey, Tucker, we filed this lawsuit. Okay. that is about the fact that government then this is after we won. We said, Tucker, we just won that there's a backdoor portal into Twitter. No air cover. We're in the trenches fighting. Go down. And it gets even more interesting. So these are all the emails, keep hmm. going down. And then you, it gets very interesting, keep going down. So these are all the emails. That's our lawsuit that right there, zoom in on that. And you will see Tucker Carlson, two years later, he's puts intercept on, oh my God, there's this backdoor portal. And if you look at very carefully in that he says, um, in fact, uh, uh, he says, how could anyone have ignored this? if you look at the highlight, well, you yeah. fucking ignored it. You have to understand, fucker Carlson, and I know this, so this is this issue. Let me go to the election systems issue. The reason Tucker Carlson got fired at Fox, and even though I don't give a damn about Fox, he deserved to get fired. Let me tell you why. In his text messages, he never believed in election systems. He thought the elections were fair. That's what his, that, That's what his stuff was showing, okay? Now, all of his text messages are like, he was, ha, 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 there is no election fraud. Now, when the MAGA crowd started getting hot and heavy about election fraud, then he started talking about election fraud. That's grifting, Matt. And that's what he started grifting on to get the views. And um, if you can go back to video, I think we've seen enough of this. Here's yeah. here's the bottom line. And I'm in the center of this because when my election was stolen, I put on my hat as an MIT engineer We expose the fact that ballot images got destroyed. It's called chain of custody. We expose the fact that the machines have a feature called a weighted race feature. And I was the one who did the signature verification analysis. Again, no one paid us for this, Matt. Trump made about a half a billion dollars off of our stuff, Hmm. literally used our stuff. Now, here's Tucker Carlson. If you look at the time in 2020, he's poo-pooing election fraud. His text messages validate that. However, when the MAGA crowd started speaking about as an issue, Fox said, shit, let's talk about this they wanted the views and the clicks. Now, there's a very important body of law in defamation. So when Dominion filed the case against Fox, Dominion is a publicly traded company, Fox is public. By the law, they're considered a public figure. In order to prove defamation on a public figure, not only do you have to prove that what they said was untruthful, but you have to prove it was malicious intent. So for Mm -hmm. example, if you're not a, 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 a public figure, Matt, And you say something against um, somebody, oh, you know, Shiva kicks his dog all day, and you publish that. Mm -hmm. All I have to do, uh, or or let's say I say something against you, Matt kicks his dog all the day, all the time. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, if I'm, if I'm, um, and if I'm not a public figure, right, in order for you to win, you just have to prove that what I said was not truthful, okay? But in order to, uh, in the case of you being a public figure, you just have to prove that it was not truthful. Okay. But in order to win a defamation lawsuit, if you're a public figure, you have to prove what I said was done with malicious intent. Yeah, exactly. Okay? Yeah. Same thing with Dominion. So Dominion had to show they had a higher standard of proof. They had to show that Fox knew what they were saying was absolutely false. And how did they know that? Because of Fucker Carlson's text messages. He was saying that there is no election fraud and he was doing it to get the views and the clicks for Fox. So fucker was fired on the right grounds, even though I don't care about Dominion, even though I don't care about Fox, but I do know about defamation because I've won a bunch of defamation cases. All right. So he was fired because he never believed
1: in this shit. He was doing this because he wanted to get the views and the clicks. So a lot of us saw that, happen as it you know in real time and it seemed like he was the one host that wasn't pushing it on the platform publicly he was doing the text haha text but it was the other hosts that were saying that they were allowing uh i think i remember the one that could come on and just made up a bunch of stuff and nobody called her out they're just like oh yeah oh, nodding that's, along yeah and that's, so, sydney powell,
0: that's sydney powell
1: yeah so so that so, so the question is if you're if you're correct that, that he was the reason that this, the lawsuit went for Dominion. If if he was the reason, why weren't the others also called out for what they did on, on the air? And why were they protected? See, no, I, no, I, I, I'm just – my my opinion is this. Is all that – there might be some truth there, but I think the main reason he was fired was because he was calling out the, the military-industrial complex. He was on, Matt, the Matt you're, giving him way, you're giving him way too much way credit, too much but they're all the advertising.
0: Look at, go, go look at Tucker Carlson's entire history. There's a picture of him in Nicaragua with Zamora. You know who Zamora was? So, yeah. during the, yeah. you know, how, how the hell does an undergraduate get there?
2: Mm.
0: And then he shows up in Iran. Do you understand this guy's CIA? I don't think you, you're, you're fathoming that no one gets to be at this level in the mainstream media unless they're endorsed by government, unless they're part of the team. So Tucker Carlson is doing a new gig, and that's what these grifters are doing. They know that people are moving away from mainstream media. There's a new media developing. It's called Grifter Media, Grifter Mm -hmm. Media Inc., because they know every so many generations, old media goes away and a new media forms, and the government still needs to control the masses of everyday people. Joe Rogan is owned by Ari Emanuel. You know who Ari Emanuel is, right? Mm -hmm. Ari owns... You know, former William Morris agency. He owns, yeah, he yeah. owns WEF. Well, he's, he's uh, Rogan's agent. Yep, he yep. used to be Trump's agent. All right. So we need to get back and to recognize that we're living in a world of theater and entertainment. That's what this clique is about. And we have to stop looking to them. And the, <laughs> the depth of this will not be fully understood until we appreciate where real change comes from. If that is not clear, Matt, to you and others, we're still going to say, well, make excuses for Tucker. I'm going to see if I can change him. I'm going to see if I can change Booby. I'm going to see if I can change Bernie, like my friend did for two years, Lori, okay? So you're spending all this time on these scumbags versus getting on the ground and building the movement among everyday people. And that is a fundamental difference. So why are we wasting so much time on Booby fucking Kennedy
1: and giving him so many
0: excuses? Why? Why because does he deserve that?
1: Because even if he is controlled and even if all these people are controlled, there is hope that their audience is more like you and me, their audience. For So you and want to go, go back to the example of when Tucker said on his own show before he was fired, he said that Glenn Greenwald and Jimmy Dore were the reason why he changed his mind on Julian Assange. So my point is, even if Tucker's controlled and he is CIA, he's got the audience that isn't part gonna, of that.
2: I
0: But Matt, do you understand yeah. what you're saying? How fucked up it is? Excuse my language. That we are telling everyone to now follow Fucker Carlson again because now he's changed a little bit. It's like the devil in South Park. You remember the devil with out. Yeah, I, I remember the devil. Okay. Yeah, the devil I can change. I can change. Okay, changes yeah. a little bit. But yeah. why are we putting. But the reason he's changing is because now he went back into shit. I need a new audience. I fucked up over there. So let me get on X and I'm going to now create a whole new story. Let me talk about Obama being gay. Let me get some eyeballs over there. Well, you fucking knew about it in 2008. So, so why? The question I have for you. Yes. And this is a fundamental question. Maybe I should take you one day to Patterson, New Jersey. Maybe you should come to my village in India. Maybe you should come to Clifton. Okay. The working people of this country should not be hoping for these motherfuckers. Okay. They don't, because the change has actually come from below. If you have the eight hour workday today, it wasn't fucker Carlson. It wasn't fucking Jimmy Dore. It wasn't Bernie Sanders. It was people's names who you do not know. And those are our heroes. And that's who we should always have our hope in, not these people. And this is why no movement has come up in the United States, because for the last fucking 50 years, people have been sucking the cocks of these people, thinking they're going to change. And that's where the energy has been going. And that's why no change has come.
1: Well, let me say one last thing because I hear everything you're saying, but I will say my personal story is this Bernie Sanders was the reason I woke up. It's not about him. It's not about Tucker. It's not about Jimmy. It's not about Glenn. It's about me and the people. I knocked on, just so you know, I knocked on thousands of doors for the Democratic Party. For, for Al Gore, for, G, for, for John Kerry, yeah for for Obama, I made I made videos for Obama. We had a production company. we did commercials for Obama, 08, we did a little documentary 2012. The moment for me was when I saw we, we were in LA here in 2016, hundreds, thousands, thousands, thousands and thousands of people in the streets for Bernie, and they weren't covering it on the TV mm-hmm. and and there was a moment of realization for me. When that movement, which which I agree with you, it was 100% theater. It absolutely was theater. But what that theater did was it woke people up like me who's no, no, but, but Matt, Matt, but
0: Matt, just stop, stop right there. Okay, there's yeah. multiple ways to learn. Okay. Yeah. You can learn by going through this journey of following a misleader. Okay. And then waking mm-hmm. up 20, 10, 20 years later. Okay, that's one way. You can, when I used to learn how to pitch or throw baseball, right? I could probably throw my arm out a curveball and fuck myself up for four years, okay? Mm -hmm. Or you have, and there's, people learn different ways. Some people waste their time like that, okay? The other way is you you recognize that there is mastery in different areas, okay? And this is one of the, and this is a much deeper discussion. What's happened to the educational system, particularly in the United States, is everyone thinks they know it all. Everyone's a social media influencer, right? But, you know, when you go learn, violin, when you go learn piano, when you go learn sports, when you go learn engineering, when you go learn to be a plumber, these are actual skills you have to learn. You don't just wing it. You actually have to find a good teacher. There's a physics, there's a science, there's a concept of an apprentice and you learn, all right? And that's a, a, a deeply respectful model to learning. You're out in LA. Look, I used to be out there for three years. I was married to someone out there, okay? But what I learned was there's two types of actors. The celebrities who don't know shit, they actually suck at acting. They got there because they slept with the right person. And then very few set of people who actually put themselves to the craft and learned it. And that's a small minority. So we live in a world right now where people are taught to have respect for this celebrity worship or people who are just talking shit and build their careers up because they networked all day. And there's a lack of respect in any field for understanding the concepts of physics, the science, and putting the effort into. And that's where we're living right now. And that former aspect of learning and knowledge is leading us to, you know, these dead ends. So just like my friend, right, Lori may know neuroscience, but she doesn't understand that there's a science to politics. And if she had the decency to study it for about a day or two or three, right, then she would say, wow, I get that dynamic. I see you, Bernie's. I see you, Tucker is, I see who all these people are. But without that understanding, people will one day follow Obama, then next day they'll follow Trump, next day they'll follow Fucker, next day they'll follow Joe Rogan. And there's only about 10 or 20 of them, by the way, I can count them on my two fingers, uh, two hands and my two toes, it's not that many people. And these set of characters are used to keep people enthralled into this. And there's, but the broad mass of working people you know, who we speak to, an electrician or a plumber, they don't have, I don't have to have this much discussion with them, Matt. They said, fuck, I get it. Yeah, I get it, right? Because they've been fucked over, over and over and over again. And many of those people have become dark matter. 70% of people don't participate in the American electoral process, because they've actually learned the stuff is full of shit. They've seen it enough times. The people who keep doing this are either people who are making money off of this, They're getting gigs off Bernie or Tucker. They need their friendship for some other deal. And if they're honest, they will talk about that. But I don't need any of these people. All right. And I know that the real change has always come bottoms up, period. And that is what we have to get to. And when people break from that and they don't have these illusions, real change occurs. And by the way, 30% of people will never get it. They'll always want to suck up to these people and they'll think they're going to change them. It's basically being in an abusive relationship. People think they're going to change, they're going to change, and they put all this effort. Meanwhile, there's all these amazing people they've left in the meantime. There's all these incredible friends they could have made, right? And they put all this effort into this one person. Now you can follow that strategy, but it's not going to lead anywhere, as history shows. So what my journey has been, Matt, is as a system scientist, you can. There are fundamental principles of system science you can apply it to understand how to make an iPhone. You can use it to understand your body as a system. And if the systems principles are invariant, you can use it to understand political systems. But one of the fundamental, and that's what we teach people. We have created now a movement that recognizes change doesn't just come because we want it to occur. Change does not come top down. It doesn't come from Fucker Carlson or convincing Glenn Greenwald or convincing Jimmy Dore. It has always come from below. And we're not gonna wait for them because they're always behind the eight ball. They can report on it after we've done it, but at best, that's what you can wait for. Change has always come from below. Individual decentralized bottoms up movements. Now, if that becomes clear, then you want to in a very, with humility and letting go of people's ego, you say, well, okay, how do I build a bottoms up movement? What are the dynamics of doing that? How do we do that? And history then reveals and science reveals that it has always been self-organizing systems. When you educate enough people to understand this dynamic of the left and the right never work for you, of this dynamic of the not so obvious establishment in system science, you know, control system science, that's called the disturbance. Every system has a disturbance. You want to go from point A to point B, they introduce a Bernie Sanders. So you don't build a bottoms up movement. You want to go to build a self-organizing system, they bring a booby fucking Kennedy in. Right? You want to build your own independent journalism, they then bring a fucker Carlson in to think he's going to do something for you. This is deliberate, Matt. It is so we as people do not have the integrity to build our own movement, bottoms up. And so it has to be a journey that people understand. Now, this is unfortunately because of the knowledge in the United States and the history, a lot of this stuff's been wiped out. Most people do not even know that May Day, which is International Workers' Day, which is celebrated in every part of the world every part every country except the United States may day honoring mm-hmm. international workers may day came in honoring those four american workers who were hanged in haymarket mm-hmm. square in 1886 no one in america knows that man why why has american history been deliberately ripped apart and hidden to show that it was bottoms up movements no one wants to talk about the fact that afghan women had the right to vote before American women did. And it was the bottoms up movements of Susan B. Anthony where the Democrats threw her out that even got women the 19th amendment. It has always been bottoms up, vigorous militant movements, not waiting for, to convince somebody. It's, like, it's like in Tamil, we say, you can touch your nose like this or you can touch it like this, okay? So why are we doing this? All right, and that's the fundamental question. And I would argue, that comes from either a lack of understanding, a naivete, or it comes from basically people need these connections for their personal advancement, their personal whatever they're trying to do. But at the end of the day, it has been bottoms up movements. And so um, when we talk about truth, freedom, health, Matt, those yeah. words, what you find is in ancient systems of Indian science, yogic science, there is a word called vatha, pitta, kapha. in Engineering theory, there's something called transport conversion storage, freedom, truth, health. Now, why do I bring this up? So if you think about building a movement, no different than making a nice cup of tea, right? Or or building an iPhone, an iPhone didn't just come into creation. Again, a lot of people don't have an engineering background who have never built anything, don't appreciate the amount of effort that went into building this device. Mm -hmm. The material science, right? Yeah. Technology, electrical, mechanical design. It's quite incredible. Steve Jobs didn't just stand there. So I'm going to hope I'm going to try to convince Bernie Sanders to make it. No, he had to get on the ground. He had to build this. It's the amount of millions of mega man hours that took to build this. Now, if you take that aspect and you talk to someone who builds a company, it just doesn't happen. You have to do the HR. You have to find good people. You have to you know, it's, it's a lot of work. These people have never built anything. So if you want to build a movement, there is a similar physics and there is a science to it. And the reason I shared with you those three words, there are nine principles in system science. And when you study engineering, plumbers learn this, electricians learn this, engineers learn this. Well, what I discovered with these nine principles of systems show up again in ancient yogic science. And three of those principles are the fundamental principles of movement, of information, matter and energy. Guess what? Move and without that, the universe doesn't exist. That's what freedom is movement of information, matter, and energy, which was stuck when we had the lockdowns. You see, freedom in the Indian system, they called it vatha. You could apply to your body the movement of energy, walking. Right? This is if you don't move, you don't get certain facilities circulation in your body. Movement is a critical aspect of existence, universal existence of any system. So, we call it freedom. Now, when you have movement. Freedom, Vatha, then you can do great science. Why? Because now you and I are exchanging ideas, right? We throw a bunch of shit against the wall. We do something called the scientific method. You find out which one works, and then Mm -hmm. you come to truth. But you cannot get to truth without freedom. When you make someone invisible like me, which is what these guys do, it's censorship 10.0. It's intentionally done. It's intentionally done. And they know what they're doing because they do not want people to experience. The journey I've gone through, the the findings that we've discovered, the fact that a bottoms up movement, they want to conceal this. That's what this is about. So when you suppress ideas, you never get to truth. So freedom and truth, they're very integrally integrated. And then the third part of it is health. Health is this infrastructure. If you don't have physical health, Matt, if you don't have economic health, if you don't have infrastructure, it's a structure that allows you to pers- to fight for freedom and pursue truth. You see? So for me, you're yeah. looking at someone who's a scientist, who's an engineer. I publish every day in the leading journals in the world. So I'm a serious scientist, but I can't divorce that from getting on the ground and doing a demonstration. You know, uh, this coming, um, this coming uh, Saturday, we're gonna be doing a massive demonstration at Harvard Square. We're going to march on Harvard and MIT, because those are the headquarters of Zionism. And we, we talk about Zionism. None of these guys really want to talk about Zionism, because Zionism has nothing to do with Judaism. And I'm the only anti-Zionist candidate who speaks about it. I've been fighting Zionism since 1981. We ran one of the biggest demonstrations when Ariel Sharon you know, butchered, and he ran o- over Gaza with tanks. But Zionism is the issue that separates the men from the boys. It is a fundamental issue that you cannot bullshit. Kennedy comes to our website. He comes to our, he sends his people to our conferences, steals our material. Our slogan was declare your independence. He takes that, which is um, our slogan. That was yours? Yes. Oh,
2: You my can go God. find it.
0: He's a fucker. He literally steals our shit. So people need to wake up that they are creating him to be the not so obvious establishment against a uniparty cuz they know we're getting on the ground they know we're the real deal you can go look at it 2016 2017 2018 declare your independence but can he say declare your independence from zionism
1: no cuz he's no. a zionist scumbag no and it was that the timing was was totally insane dr shiva we we were at we the homeless mm-hmm. stuff went to Philly for the big announcement when we were still hopeful that, you know, at some point he was going to have to, you know, face this issue. We didn't know October 7th was going to happen. Then that happened. And he had this scheduled on that like two days later in 48 hours. So
0: we're Matt, all why is, there. Why, you guys know about many people know about me. Okay. Yeah. Many of the Kennedy, why is you guys don't, don't support our campaign and you keep looking to him and I, you don't have to answer that. And I would like you to reflect on that. And I really, because I really want you to reflect on that. And I want you to, even though it may be hard. Okay. No, 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 I I don't
1: need to reflect on it. I'm telling you, I've told our audience in the last two weeks, since the, since the declare your independence day in Philly, we've done, we have had some um, self-reflection on the show. And we said, you know, what we can do here is we can take a step back from this campaign that we thought was the most interesting at the time. We, we followed it from the beginning. We took a step back. We're like, let's eliminate ourselves from any one campaign and and be non-tribal because that's the whole point of our show is to be non-tribal so we need to step back and look at the whole playing field and that's why having you on today is so amazing for us because this is this is about these conversations because when we we have to hold people accountable even if we're rooting for them we have to hold them accountable especially if we're rooting for them because those are the people we want to do well and like i know you're saying you could only spend so much time trying to, you know, hit someone over the head with something. We tried. We tried with Kennedy. I know Jimmy Dore tried with him. I know we a lot. Max Blumenthal, the Gray Zone, they tried with him on the Zionism. He won't budge. We get it. But what, but I, what I'm saying back. is,
0: why? Yeah. Why do these people, when they, I mean, is it? Are they racist? I got to ask. I don't take it the wrong way. I got to ask. Do they not like a brown skin guy? And you have to understand, Vivek the Snake was literally created as a psyop. Again, stole our slogans. And it's almost, you have to understand that from my perspective and the perspective of people are quite enlightened about this, we see this as all theater. We really do. And I know you're out in L.A. and all these people that follow these people want to believe in this fucking theater. They're not willing to get off the titty. You see? They want to be in these circles. And that is star-fucking to me. Because they talk about they want to believe in these values, but they do not walk the walk, Matt. There's a part of them which does not do because they're afraid. They don't really have the real moral fiber to do it. Because if they did, they would go, wait a minute, this guy's got all the fucking credentials. He stands for all these things and he does the work. And that's what I'm talking about. Is it racist? Is it I'm not in their clique? No, seriously, I have to ask that question. But I find women will put me on their shows. You see? Mm -hmm. And if you look at our movement we ran in September, in 2020, 60% of our movement was women who never voted before. Mm. All right. And in 2020, I had, look, I did the massive movement. We organized it in New Jersey where we stopped the vaccine mandates. Kennedy came in later and ran around in his fucking little SUV. I've done a movie with him, and with the Brosnans, with Pearson and Kidley Brosnan on GMOs. I was the main scientist. So after I saw his observation, I found out, wait a minute, this guy endorsed Hillary Clinton three times. Hmm. He came to Massachusetts in 2020 and endorsed his nephew was pro-vaccine mandates, pro, and, and raised money for him. And it was in 2022, everyone coming to his home had to be vaccinated. So you add all this up, but people look the other way. Why? Because I think fundamentally in their brains, they want to suck his cock and they want to be Kennedy starfuckers. And this is what people need to reflect on. They talk about the fact that they stand for egalitarianism and equality, but deep down in them is a slavery to celebrity worship, to these Kennedys, when they're not willing to look at the Kennedys as an organized crime family. Joe Kennedy was an organized criminal. John Kennedy was a reckless fucking individual. If you really study his history, he was an imperialist. He's the one who bought Kissinger, but they created all this aura And people want to suck into that. They're not willing to let go of the rose colored glasses. It was Robert F. Kennedy Sr., who on the floor of the Senate, he wanted to escalate the war in Vietnam. Yet, Hollywood makes him seem like he's a peacenik. All right. It was John Kennedy who created the 1962 Kennedy Vaccination Act, which allowed government into your bodies, which created all the bureaucracy of the CDC. And what it Ted Kennedy do right here in Massachusetts. Look, I live in the swamp of the swamp. I know all these guys. Ted Kennedy is the one who murdered a woman here and got away with it in Chappaquiddick. Yeah, Chappaquiddick. All the facts are there in front of us. But if I had done all that, you would would not give me the time of the day. And you have to think about that. Why do you give them so many excuses? Why do they deserve all that? And I would say that is a slavery. It's partially racism. It's partially... A obsequiousness, it's partially a star fucking mentality. And this is why change doesn't occur because the bourgeois liberals and the petty bourgeois liberals keep looking to them and keep giving hope. You shouldn't be doing that. You look at the entire Kennedy family, end to end, an organized crime family who've prospered from criminal behavior. Ted Kennedy murdered a woman right here. He gets to be senator, and he's the one who was a co-sponsor of the bill for the national vaccine injury program, which indemnified pharma companies. So one Kennedy created all the government bureaucracy to allow the government into your body. The next Kennedy, 24 years later created the more bureaucracy health under health and human services, the vaccine courts to protect big pharma. And this fucking Kennedy, who's backended by a guy called Mark Blacksville, who's a big pharma consultant, booby fucking Kennedy, who knows nothing about this shit and he promotes safe vaccines. Really? Sounds very clever. In the video that we uncovered where he says, I believe in full vaccination of all Americans. I vaccinated all my kids. Oh, well, when did he write that video? Again, more excuses to him. Well, he he did it five years ago, but the point is he wants to create safe vaccines. In that video, he rails against all the government bureaucracy. Oh, Bobby's fighting for us. Oh, really? So he's gonna get all this corrupt bureaucracy, to somehow create safe vaccines. Well, how are you fucking going to do that? You're going to create more government bureaucracy. And when I, in 2019, we ran the first vaccine safety and immune health conference. About a thousand people showed up to our building. Kennedy sent his lawyer, Aaron Seary. He pulled me aside. Scumbag. He said, oh, Shiva, you have some amazing technology where I do mathematical modeling and I'm still a scientist. Why don't you use that to create safe vaccines? He goes, my wife better not hear me say that.
1: Do you understand what the fuck is going on, Matt? People need to wake up. So what about all the lawsuits, you know, Kennedy hit Fauci with, um, you know, one after the next. He's, yeah. he's saying, give me the give me the data. Give me the control group. You don't have anything for these. All, the, the child schedule, the child you know, vaccine. Go schedule look at the lawsuit.
0: It says that they still want to create. They want to have vaccines for all children. Go read the lawsuits. How many lawsuits has he actually won on any one of those?
1: I, I had, haven't seen the results of them, but I know he's, he's yeah, definitely my point, filed. My
0: point is go look at the video on RFKexposed.com. It's all out there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: My point is if I were this colored skin with my background, with all the shit he did, you wouldn't give me the time of the fucking day, Matt. I hate to say that, you wouldn't. And you have to reflect on that. Look, Maureen Callahan wrote a wonderful piece. Here's a guy who's banging 28 women, kept a diary. His wife discovers it, wants to kill herself. He doesn't really care. After she kills herself, he, you know, Ken Sunshine, you know who Ken Sunshine is, right? The number one PR guy in New York hires mm-hmm. him. And then there's a picture of him, you know, pay, you know, praying somberly over her casket in the Kennedy compound where they buried her in. The next mm-hmm. day they exhumed her her coffin and moved it to an unmarked grave. Now you add all this shit up. And if my name was Aya Duray and I had done this, you would be spitting on me, Matt, but you give him and others give him so much
1: excuses. Why? Why? Uh, maybe it's that that old adage from uh, Obama, the hope and change, right? Why? Uh, it it work it's all theater. theater.
0: Why do working people who suffer, people like my grandparents who had nothing, people yeah. like, you know, my fe- fr- you know, uh friend to- to- uh, you know, uh, Tony Manetti, you know, worked as an electrician in Lake Hiawatha. Why do those people need to wait? So you're saying prolong human suffering? No fucking way, man. No well, fucking look, way. We're not how, waiting how, for,
1: how we're not waiting for these fucking people. Because they are not one of us. Dr. Shiva, how do you go about organizing if we can't align on a singular issue? If we can't it's if, not if about they singular fix- issues, you have to take a systems approach. So, no- so, okay. So how do we a systems approach? Okay. So how do we fix how do we re-educate the masses okay. about Zionism? How do we re-educ how well, do we let's ed-
0: talk about the systems approach? So okay. what is a systems approach? I think you in your intro. First of all, we need to understand where we are at today and be able to educate people. All right. So, so the number one thing, if you go to ShivaForPresident.com, Matt, now we're talking about a solution. Okay. Look, if people look at my history, you'll find me fighting, you'll find me as a scientist, as an engineer. Um, you know, if anything, Matt, my journey reflects the journey of the founders of the United States, the founders of most of the immigrants and working people. I reflect the average American, the extraordinary average American, you know, who came from nothing and built them stuff up. Not the fucking Kennedys, not the fucker Carlsons, not all these people who were given silver spoons all day. And that's who should be honored. And that's why I find it so insulting. People spend so much fucking time on these guys. I find it denigrating to all the American people who struggle so hard. So if you go to shivaforpresident.com, what is to be done? Okay. So you saw my anger at these fucking filthy people. Let's talk about what we need to do because I've yeah. spent 80% of my life on solutions.
1: Okay. Let's talk solutions.
0: Be it creating the first email system, be it creating Cytosol, be it educating people, unraveling the knowledge of systems, which is by the way, Henry Kissinger's no system science, George Soros, no system science, the 10,000 people in the world who dominate us and control us, know system science. So my journey, like Prometheus bringing fire to the earth, has been to educate as many people as possible on system science. Because once you understand systems, you can literally change the world. You become the hero, Matt. You become the hope. You become the dream. Not fucking Kennedy, okay? He just wants to bang fucking people, fly his fucking falcons, and do a bunch of bullshit, okay? And manipulate people. This is a shtick for him. So go to shivaforpresident.com. Number one, I want people, if you go up to that site. i bring it up
1: right now. Hold on. Give me a second.
0: Right. So I've said in this conversation, we need to build a bottoms up movement. Since I've been a kid, Matt, you know, the most powerful thing I learned was a little flyer, eight and a half by 11 and getting on the ground. All right. Next day, you'll see Kennedy probably stealing that too. Okay. He's a scumbag. He's never created anything. So tell me when you got that up. So if we go to Shiva, yeah, so this is our website. The first thing, Matt, uh, don't go there yet, is that people can go to the shop and get this little bumper sticker. Now, why is this important? 100,000 people see one of these things, Matt, on the back windshield. So this is a show of defiance that you've selected one of you, and you're putting it on your windshield. That's one thing people can do. Mm. Go to on the far right. It says free downloads in the black. You see, click on that. So let's click on that. The second thing for more people want to engage with people, scroll down a little bit. We have a very important flyer there. Okay. so if you go to that flyer, Matt, and Mm -hmm. stop right there and you can zoom in. Did you figure out how to do the shift? Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you if you go to. Yeah, there you go. Excellent. So stop right there. You see, it says a lesser of two evils is killing your children. So that gets back to the Jesse Jackson or the or now even the fake independent booby fucking Kennedy, right? Yeah. Always in opposition. Now, if you zoom in a little bit more, the left side of this flyer talks about the problem and the right side talks about the solution. So zoom in just a little bit more. And so how do you educate people on the need for a systems approach? So zoom in just a little bit more. You you see that graph says your child's lifespan will be shorter than yours. Great, right there, Matt. And it says since the 1980s, the policies of the swarm, right? have destroyed Americans' life expected. That red line, Matt, since 1980, it's not just a vaccine. Since 1980, the lifespan is going downwards, right? Oh, wow. And that started from the, and by the way, that graph is from Kaiser Permanente, the number one insurance company in the world, one of the leading insurance companies. The gray line is, the dark gray line is the average of the lifespan of all the other industrialized nations. You can see that's also starting to car- curve downward. Mm. Now, what is behind that red line, Matt? It's not any one thing. It's not the vaccines. It's not just water, right? The poisons in the water. It's a bunch of issues, systems level issues. Mm. Okay. It's not any one thing. What is a system? A system is an interconnection of many things. You can't just isolate it. Okay. Because when you start isolating, as that doofus door says, and he used to come and take this course to be serious. Okay. And he needs to become an apprentice. When you're taking isolated issues, that's when you get fucked over. Because one day you're following this person. Ooh, uh, Obama said some good things. Ooh, Trump said something over here. Ooh, uh, Sanders said. But you don't see it as a systems problem. Because behind that red line, Matt, Mm -hmm. is a systems issue. To the average American, incredible amount of stress has been created in their physical body. Stress. Stress, the immune. And when you're stressed out, Matt, you know what happens? And this is the MIT PhD systems biologist. Educating the world on this. Policies affect your biology. Let me repeat that again. Policies in Washington literally affect your body. So when they push the policy of lockdowns, that affected your metabolic, your respirator, your mitochondrial respiration, that affected oxidative stress, that affected inflammation, that that affected your ATG genes. Literally. And there's so when you isolate people, you increase inflammation in your body. You decrease antivirals in your body. Okay, and there's many, many papers. I've done many videos on this. Right? Policies affect biology. Over the last six, since the Kennedy administration, we've created massive income inequality. The average American has only four hundred dollars in their bank account. Four hundred bucks on a rainy yeah. day. Right? Yeah. That's, That's what of yeah. since yeah. the 1970s. A collusion of big pharma, big hospitals, the GPOs and the PBMs, and big insurance created a healthcare infrastructure that no longer has you having a one-on-one relationship with your doctor. There's all this shit in between. Your doctor spending 15 minutes and 90% of it, he's watching an iPad filling in shit so he can get paid. That's another dynamic. What we've done with Syngenta and the big ag companies to pollute our environment, that's another factor. And you can go on. So behind that red line, Matt, it is not any one issue. It's a yeah. systems issue. So that's why this says we need a systems overhaul. You can't be fucking voting for Kennedy or fucking Trump or Bernie. We need a fucking overhaul because your child is going to have a shorter lifespan than you right now. So how Mm -hmm. can you say and this is during Trump and Biden and Kennedy and and, you know, Gerald Ford and and uh, uh, all of them. So you look at that graph, it's right in your fucking face. Mm -hmm. So, if we want to, so you, we need a systems overall. People need someone like me. People need a bottoms up movement. We need to do something completely different. And it ain't fucking Kennedy. Kennedy's part of the swarm. Now, who is the swarm? Go down. So, now we understand the systems level issue in a very simple way. I had to make it that simple, Matt. Okay. Now, if people want to take the QR code in 15 minutes, they can take 50 years. Of engineering systems knowledge, and boom, they'll understand who the swarm is. It's not the Jews, right? It's not the Rothschilds. It's not like, um, you know, uh, the reptiles as David Icke. It, it's a whole bunch of people. It's a multiracial aristocracy of elites, globally spread out, decentralized, who have a very particular goal. And to manipulate all the forces of nature for their behalf. And they have their obvious establishment politicians. And they create their not so obvious establishment. They need fucker Carlson. They need Bernie Sanders. They need booby fucking Kennedy. They need you to think he's going to do something for you. So you don't get off your butt and build a bottoms up movement. So zoom out, Matt. So that, this, again, Matt, you'll see me at the train station passing out this flyer at six in the morning. Okay? And because they shadow ban the fuck out of me, man. It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. In 2020, I would do a tweet, I'd get 100,000 retweets. I'm lucky if I get 100 right now. Go up to the right side. And on the right side, we give the solution. We have to shatter the swarm. Well, they can go look at our campaign video. But more importantly, Matt, I've created an institute, okay? A body of knowledge. Whatever I used to teach at MIT, I've made accessible to the world. And we wanna educate children. Any child, you can give away the course to as many children as you want. You know, I went back to India uh, last year and I gave it to our Indian village, you know, about 1500 kids, okay? So, and then the bottom is every Thursdays at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m., Matt, I do an open house. Mm -hmm. And it's global. We now have close to half a million people in 120 countries. And what we're educating people on, so if you look at healthcare, what Mm -hmm. do I do in my healthcare summit, Matt? We actually teach people what is the immune system, how do you protect your immune system? Mm. The government ain't gonna do shit for you, man. You take care of your immune system, you'll live long and prosperous. So we don't need to wait for the government. How do you do um, the environment? We train people how to go to local farmers, how to shop within a budget, so it's not a bougie thing to get good, healthy, organic food. We teach people how to think. Our educational program. We teach. I, I teach people the seven secrets of innovation. We teach people what is governance, and we teach people how to. What is economy? Most people don't know the difference between a profit and loss statement, a balance sheet, and a cash flow statement. Why is it my dad comes to the United States with 75 bucks and buys a home in three years, you see? So all of these things are our platform, but Mm. we're not waiting to be president, Matt. Now, if I get elected, what will I do different? Well, I'll do the same videos I'm doing with you now, Matt, but we'll reach 8 billion people. Mm. We know the presidency is corrupt. We know the legislature is corrupt. Every fucking guy in the U.S. Congress must bow down to Zionism to get elected. They just elected Mike Johnson, a fucking crazy Christian fucking Zionist. So think about what's going on. We need a fucking systems overhaul. And you need a system scientist to help do that. And you need someone who's gone through the goddamn journey. Thanks, Matt. But that's a flyer everyone can download. Print it out. Go to your, you know, school libraries. If you don't have a printer, use their printers. And print it out, black and white, hand it out to people. And we have to raise people's consciousness, Matt, to understand that they are the force. By the way, I did a whole video saying, you know, our campaign is the tip of the spear of the movement. And it's about you. Kennedy literally steals that and does a video on it. He's a scumbag. He's a fucking scumbag. And by the way, when I exposed them in 2020 hard, video after video after video, he then did a hit piece on me saying that I, think about the smear, this is, to, I run a vaccine company. I'm friends with Bill Gates, and I work with the Clintons. Now, how did he reach that conclusion? He goes to my IT website where we get ten percent off from Microsoft. He says, "Oh, see, they work with Bill Gates." I won an award when I was at MIT to analyze email for automatic routing for the White House. He said, "Oh, he's working with." I mean, he's a complete scumbag. I'd assume in federal court for $92 million. Hmm. People need to wake the fuck up. These people are evil. Yes, Biden and the Clintons and the bushes That's the obvious evil. That's obvious. Yeah. And this is a dynamic, Matt. And this comes from engineering system science. It's called the disturbance. So what have we created, Matt? We've created three pieces. Number one, people need to have a clear vision of what we need and want truth, freedom, health, but, Truth, freedom, health. Notice I didn't use the word and. They're all interrelated. Mm. Movements for health, you know, all the yoga Nazis thinking they're just going to be in great shape and just want organic food. Well, you're not going to get your organic food if you don't fight for freedom. So all the Mm. rednecks out there, quote, unquote, who want to, you know, it's my guns and I want the First and Second Amendment. Well, you ain't going to get your fucking First and Second Amendment if you're fucking unhealthy as shit. Okay. and all the nerds want to talk about innovation and science. Well, you're not going to be able to do great science if you don't understand that freedom is constrained. So truth, freedom, health is transport, conversion, storage, movement, right, conversion, and infrastructure. Vata, Pitta, Kapha. So what I've uncovered, Matt, is a scientific basis, the principles for how we create the kinds of societies and movements that we need. you got to have freedom. you got to have science, great science and innovation, and you have to have infrastructure. I was just in Hong Kong, you know? Um, I was there on a science conference, you get off the airplane and within three minutes, man, you're out in your car. It's quite amazing the infrastructure, Mm. but there's no fucking freedom there. So you have infrastructure, but no freedom, Mm. right? So you need all three. So Singapore, you go there, it's, it's, you know, it looks like, you know, everything works, but you're you're under fascist control. You, You say something wrong, you're gonna be fucking caned. Okay, literally. So you have other countries which have a lot of good science, but they don't have freedom. You see, so you need all three. And this is why the founders of this country created the First Amendment and the Postal Service and infrastructure, and they created IP law and patents and all this amazing shit because they work for a living. They weren't flying fucking Falcons all day. They weren't banging all these women and talking a bunch of shit. I mean, Franklin... Was an inventor, an engineer, a scientist, right? Go look at Washington. These people were men of the Enlightenment. They could build stuff. They could solve problems, and that's who I am. So, and, that's, uh, and that's who everyday working people are. You go. Everyone should come to our, every Thursdays at eleven a.m. and at eight p.m. People can go to vashiva.com/slash/orientation, or they can go to truthfreedomhealth.com.
1: TrueFreeHealth.com. Yeah,
0: I have a video. It may be good for your audience to play. You can go there and play it. But before I go there, Matt, I want to let everyone know that this um, weekend, right? And by the way, I've been a ground activist all my life, Matt. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when I came to MIT, which I didn't even know about until two weeks before I applied, all right, because of the level of discrimination in the high school, I went. no one wanted to tell me about it. All right? After I got in, then all the Jewish teachers were quite excited, you know? But they didn't want to tell me anything about it. It's quite incredible. But when I came to MIT, I was really interested in systems. You know, I really want to understand. But we created a newspaper at MIT, a very simple flyer. Um, and the MIT administration was supporting the rank and file student newspaper, which they mm-hmm. gave about a million bucks to. But man, in six months, our flyer became the most powerful Newspaper on that campus. We used to use it to organize the food service workers, right? Um, to make sure more women, more uh, poor people, blacks, whites got into mm-hmm. MIT. So I've been an activist all my life. This is not but, just a, this is not a journey. You'll see me on my yeah. PhD today. I was the one who took out this huge banner and said "U.S. out of Iraq." Half of the crowd booed me among the mm-hmm. twenty thousand. The other half gave me a standing ovation. Okay. So I've been a fighter and I know the importance of building bottoms up movement. I get on the ground, man. It's not something I say, Oh, others will do it. I have my volunteers. No, I actually get on the ground. Yeah. So this, um, and I encourage everyone to come to this. Let me share this with you. Okay. I think, um, I think I could share something. Right. Yeah. So let me share this with everyone here. And it's a flyer
1: that, can you see this Matt? Um, I think I I can add it to the stage here.
2: If you can add it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So go. this flyer is, uh, it says, March on Zionist headquarters, Harvard and MIT. It's pretty hard hitting. Uh, meet at Harvard Square, November 11, 2023 at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. And so the point of this is that these institutions, okay, Harvard and MIT, are where Zion the Zionist leaders are bred, okay? Mm-hmm. And by the way, you don't have to be Jewish to be a Zionist, right? 70 million, quote unquote, Christian uh, Zionists, or in the, there's only 14 million Jews. but. If we're gonna free Palestine, Matt, it's not gonna happen until we free America because America has been occupied by Zionism. Hmm. And I'm gonna give a talk on there, um, and I hope everyone comes how we actually, the actual practical plan, how we end the genocide of Palestinians and the enslavement of, of the working people. If you think about it, when, you, when I showed you that graph, Matt, there, it's easy for these Zionists, or the Zionist forces to butcher Palestinians and children cuz look at what they're doing with that graph the children in America are dying younger right that's a way yeah. of killing children so yeah. if you're fine with butchering children in palestine you're absolutely okay passing policies to kill children in the united states sooner but i want everyone to come to this but you'll see me on the ground man whatever it's cold or not um november 11th this is coming saturday at 11 11 at 11 a.m. Mm. so We need to take, because if you think about places like MIT and Harvard, these are the centers of power. I mean, we live in the belly of the beast in Massachusetts here. Right. Every person pretty much who advises every major central figure in government in any part of the world has probably gone through that one mile radius between MIT and Harvard. They have. So thanks, Matt. You can come back to this. But so I want to, and by the way, if people go to the Kennedy School of Government when it was built in 1981, we knew it was CIA headquarters. The Kennedy School of Government is where they train all these, and they all learn system science, by the way. And they learn how to manipulate people and they learn how to engineer governments. And this is why 0.001% of the people, Matt, are able to control 8 billion people. I mean, there's far more of us than them. You would yeah. have to ask how they're able to do this. How many um, nuclear physicists are there? Very few, but one nuclear physicist Is more powerful than someone who cuts down trees all day, right? All the lumberjacks in the world burning trees because they've learned how to split an atom and create a chain reaction. And that is what we're teaching people, Matt. So if I can play this video, I don't know if I can. Can I try playing this video?
1: Um, Yeah, let's see. I think you, I can, I can. um... If you go to, by the
0: way, if you go to truthfreedomhealth.com,
1: okay. um, I can grab it from there, yeah.
0: If you you just go there, you can just bring that up and, I'll, and, and you just want to make sure when you go there, you know, on StreamYard, you make sure you've checked the window that you can play sound. You know what I'm saying? There's a little okay, yeah, got it, got it. checkbox there. Um, but the video I want you to play is a video which really educates people ultimately that we have to build a bottoms up movement and that we've created a, in an institute of sorts, right? Because basically, Matt, this is not going to happen. Change is not going to happen because we all want it to happen. Hope. Okay change is gonna happen because we organize it. Just like the iPhone didn't just get built because we hoped Steve Jobs would do something, right? Yeah. He had to mobilize people. So if you go to truthfreedomhealth.com, our slogan is get educated or be enslaved. If you scroll down just a little bit, you'll see two videos right there. The left one is the swarm video, which is around 15 minutes. The right one is what I call our video that really educates people why and how we need to build a movement. And uh, so if you, Click on the right one, Matt. I think I you, can. If
1: I push "Watch" on YouTube, it'll come up on a new screen, and that might might have the sound. Oh, no, you can just. Well. Oh, oh, just one you on there.
0: You, if you just click this one, it'll come up. We you have just, allowed our country yeah, yeah, to be taken that. over from within, and the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to, and we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that, and that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, setting revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing, There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. study that they'll get certified that they'll go do activities on the ground so go to truthfreedomhealth.com. there you go matt so matt that it that infrastructure we created because we recognize this wasn't just going to happen you say um that you have to i mean these are very complex concepts right because people are well-meaning but they can waste i mean there's a there's a nice quote up there this guy ken fielding says you know I spent you know, four years on the Obama campaign, then I jumped to Bernie, then I, was, then I went to Trump, and then I was almost gonna jump into bed with Tulsi Gabbard. He goes, I'm a political prostitute. Until I found the Truth For The Health Movement, I was being abused, you know? So people are like abuse victim because um, it's basically intended all of these characters to, um, it's about ha- people having dignity for themselves, Matt, but it can only happen because these things are not intuitive. You know, throwing a curveball is a little bit not intuitive. Making an iPhone, understanding Maxwell's equations are not Uh, non-intuitive. You think you know it, but you don't, right? So people think, I'm going to change him. And think about how many people get involved in relationships. They try to change the other person. And you never find, by the way, this is on a personal note, ask anyone who's left a relationship. They never say, oh, I left that relationship too early. You never see anyone say that.
1: No, no one ever says that. They
0: always say, fuck, I should have left that long time ago, right? So they know, so the goal is once people, so we now have about half a million people all over the world who have gone through this training in some level. But then out of that, we're letting it emerge by itself. One of the principles is what's called the self-organizing system. So we are now finding people all over the United States are coming up as leaders. They're helping our campaign mobilize and collect the signatures like you did, Right. But it's not only in the U.S. We have people all over the world, because this because you cannot have liberation in one country anymore. Mm-hmm. That's why when I, I shared that thing with our poster, the goal is to say if you look at MIT and Harvard, it's like less than one degree of freedom from those two institutions of pretty much every scumbag right who runs the world, and people need to understand that the United States has become occupied. Every system, financial system, academic system. Uh, The religious systems have all been occupied by Zionism. So to think we're going to free Palestine by just asking for ceasefire, it's not going to happen. All the liberal movements to help Palestine have all failed miserably over the last 40 years. And they've all dominated the movements. Free Palestine, peace now, peace, this, that. Nothing's happened. And the reality is that it is America that has been occupied by Zionism. And this is a very... Interesting understanding you come to if you take a systems approach. It's Zionism here, and by the way, 70 million Zionists are not Jews; they're yeah. the Christian Zionists. And what's happened is, you know, I did a podcast very much like this with a woman who's a a Christian. Uh, she went to you know very devout Christian, grew up in Texas, had gone to her church for 20 years, and she finally realized after watching my videos, she goes, "Shit, I realize that my pastor is full of shit."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And she went and asked him, "Hey." how can you say that you're for creating supporting israel when they're butchering children how does that you know resonate with the teachings of christ and she re- and she found out that her pastor was very close friends with bb netanyahu literally mm. so you'll find out many of these evangelicals who run these large churches in the us have a direct connection to zionism in israel so you have to come to the conclusion that America has been taken over by the Christian Zionists who are the, that's why Mike Johnson gets elected. Yeah. And the first thing he proclaims, the first thing he passes is we must defend Israel. And the next yeah. proclamation he says is by any means necessary, we will take out Iran and we will support Israel to take out Iran. If Iran gets nuclear weapons, that was the second um, HR two five. I forget the bill number that they passed. Okay. So, think about what's going on. America is occupied. We must end the occupation in America by Zionism. Now, why is it that I'm the only fucking presidential candidate who has the balls to call out
1: Zionism? Why? I, I will say there's two others that are close, not where you're at, but at least they're saying peace stuff. Like there's, a, I, I think Cornel West has said. Yeah, Cornel the West, they fucking pull him out every two years out of the
0: closet to have he's a token black guy who says shit you know
1: a lot of us thought look i woke up that uh, uh, uh on october 7th that saturday morning and i see i see a tweet from cornell west i see a tweet from kennedy and i was like at least kennedy at least at least cornell west said can we just go for peace meanwhile kennedy's going to the annihilation but, of but that's of Gaza. A
0: typical, that's a typical liberal thing peace 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 no yeah. one, you know it's like the same shit man if you go look at 1984 Um, This is before we had our movement infrastructure. We'd go to these massive rallies. I ran one of the biggest rallies in Brandeis to chase Mayor Kahana, complete scumbag. It was a nut job, wanted to butcher every Palestinian. And those movements would get taken over by these, quote unquote, ceasefire peace people. Mm -hmm. And every movement, Matt, that I've been involved in, you had the obvious establishment, like in the apartheid movement at MIT. Oh, we're Mm -hmm. helping the black Africans by sending money to them. And then you had no to apartheid, we shall overcome, you know, no stop. the. Div- and then we had we were emerging in 84 saying, you know, apar- you cannot talk about apartheid in South Africa without interconnecting it to the labor movement right here in the United States. That's what mm. we did. Many mm. of these liberal white Jewish kids who would be really against talking about apartheid in South Africa would be afraid to go to Roxbury and the black communities right here. It's like, it's like this total apartheid right here. So until people, that's why I think this, the reason I wanted to share this poster here, if I can bring it up again. Yeah, the reason I wanted to bring that is the messaging is very clear. Like MIT and Harvard are Zionist headquarters, right? And if we're going to free Palestine, we have to free America. Mm-hmm. And this is a discussion that needs to be had. So on Saturday, You know, I'm going to really talk about a real solution that invites working people to get involved in this in a very tangible way. The American working people because and and bottoms up the only way we're going to end. And we have a huge because of the unfortunate suffering of the Palestinian people and what people are seeing. The negative side of it is everyone can get lost in learned helplessness, Matt, because if you show images of people being butchered and butchered and butchered, the frontal lobe of your brain will literally remodel. And you will think, wow, I guess that's just the way it is. You get numb to all the, and that's yeah. why I'm a little bit concerned if a lot of these image showing over and over and over again is be, could be a massive PSYOP to make people so blunted and so desperate that you, it's called learned helplessness, okay? It's again, a CIA technique that was built in the 70s. You keep showing pictures of how you cannot defeat the establishment and people say, well, I guess that's just the way it is. Let me just buy some more stocks on the stock market, you know, or let me go whatever. Right. Take, you know, go to a yoga class. And it's really important to give people solutions on how their actions right here in the United States can help people in Palestine. And we're going to talk about that. So if we have to intersect freeing Palestine with freeing America. America yeah. is under Zionist rule. America is under occupation.
1: Of course, we're 100 percent, because if <laughs> the fact that we're giving all the money to uh, Ukraine and uh, Israel and we don't give a crap about anybody here, uh, that's a I mean, that's a, a wake up call, I think. And a lot of people on on the left who um, were going along with the, the Democratic Party for so many years, uh, more more years than I did. Um, they I've seen them. I've seen a little change in them. I've seen them. that That's a kind of a good thing. I think some of them are going, wait a minute. I thought, I thought we were about social injustice. I thought our party was about that. Remember? And then yeah. they, and, and so I, I actually am seeing that. Do you think that's a good thing right now?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, this- I'm saying, look, look, here's the thing. Our movement is really the tip of the sphere because we want a number one. Um, we're, we're not trying to convince, look, I did an interesting poll, Matt. I said, um, here's a test to test if you're a fucking idiot. And he said, how many of you I uh, think Hamas was created by Israel, which it was. sixty nine percent of the people said yes, thirty one percent said no, okay? So the work of Price Pritchett, one of the greatest organizational theorists, um and I did a lecture with him many years ago. He said in any organization, thirty percent of people will never believe anything you say they they want to keep the way the world it is. And it was thirty one percent. It was fascinating, okay? so the the key thing activists have to learn is fuck that thirty percent. Don't go try to convince people who are wearing three masks. Don't go try to convince people who want to butcher Palestinians. Walk away. You're you're wasting your time. Mm. Then there's 20% of people, Matt, who are actually agents of change, who want to sincerely change the world. And the 50% are watching which way the wind blows, okay? Mm. You know, the grifters. And the goal of a revolutionary leadership or leadership is, first of all, you want to mobilize that 20%. So this is a very strategic, it's very important to understand this concept. So when I do my videos, when we do our demonstrations, we're not here to convince the 30% because they're just going to drag you down. They will burn you out, man. I have so many people, oh, my uh, my friend took the vaccine 10 times and I've been trying, I said, why the fuck are you wasting your time? There's another five people who just walk by that would love to hear your message and you're wasting time on one individual who's all fucked up. This is why I'm telling people, why are you waiting to convince fucking
1: Kennedy? Do you not understand that he's from this realm? But that's different, Dr. Shiva. Convincing Kennedy on one issue in real time while his followers listen, you're getting to them too. No, that's but, the but,
0: but, Matt, but, but Matt, here's the issue. And come to, come, come to our orientation. It's not Kennedy on one issue. You have to understand he's a scumbag on all issues. Okay? Take medical freedom. He believes in full vaccination of all Americans. He didn't do shit in 2020. I was the one when I was exposing fire Fauci, he was nowhere to be found. He struck the the book deal with Skyhorse a year later, and he took most of our material on Fauci. Go look at 2020, nothing against Fauci, nothing. Go look at March of 2020. You have to understand he's a created swarm creature. He's a created anti-establishment creature. And Please reflect on that, okay? He is not bottoms up. He's created. And I can tell you that on many, many cases. It's not on one issue. It permeates everything. He supported lockdowns in 2020. He's for full vaccination of all Americans. He's for more government. He doesn't believe in the Second Amendment. He believes in Zionism. Go look at his tweet on October 7th and compare it to my tweet. Go Just put them side by side. Yeah. And so all it's not on any he, on all issues he's a swarm creature. But the problem is the Kennedy mythos has brainwashed people at such a deep level that people think oh if I could get Bobby in and they call him Bobby. I'm sorry, he's not your fucking friend. Bobby. Bobby. That whole branding. RFK Jr. that whole branding. It's a mind fuck, man. Now, that's what people need to get over. But once, and we are finding people overcome that. And that's what's important because in history, typically, Matt, you've had the obvious establishment and the not so obvious. And the not so obvious establishment keeps human suffering going for every generation. And they, and teaches people to compromise. Well, you know, yeah, he says a lot of good things. And just that one little issue, I don't, you know, I think I can convince them. This is not just you, Matt. This has a, been a recurring process. So like flypaper, people stick to the not so obvious establishment. And the bottoms up movement always gets compromised. So another generation goes by another generation and we don't build the infrastructure for the first time in human history, the movement for truth, freedom, health is standing on its own over here. And we're exposing both heads of the establishment, the obvious and the not so obvious. And I can give you many data points, but I'll leave you with this. Go look at the Vietnam War. Go look at the Vietnam War. How did the Vietnam War actually end? When did it end? And I'll tell you what happened. It was a bottoms-up movement. But more importantly, it's when they broke from the booby fucking Kennedys, when they Mm -hmm. broke from the not-so-obvious establishment. You see, when the Vietnam War first started, it was people who didn't want to go fight, right? They didn't want to get shot. So initially uh, began... uh, Hold on a second. Prabhakar, I'll be right there. Buy me 10 minutes, okay? Thanks. Yeah. So what happened was... um, I actually... By the way, everyone, I work for a living... I have to do a science (laughs) call. We're about to publish a paper on uh, stuff we're doing in the area of mitochondrial respiration. So I have to do a review of that paper, right? Um, But let me explain this. So what happened was in the Vietnam War, the initial movement was this counterculture movement with the hippies, right? All right. And they were against Barry Goldwater, who was the obvious establishment wanting to bomb the shit out of the Vietnamese. And the theory was just like we're having this discussion. Lyndon Johnson, you know the Democrats. Yeah, they have some faults, but you know I think they're pretty good. I think we can convince them. That's what happened. So the SDS movement, the Students for a Democratic Society, led led by this fool called Abby Hoffman, okay, had all these feelings. And then eventually, as and the movement wasn't going anywhere. The establishment kept escalating the war in Vietnam, bombing them more. Right? Uh, you can go look at it over and over again. And the height of this movement hit on 1968 outside of the democratic convention. Yeah. People should go look at the YouTube video. So Lyndon B. Johnson at the DNC convention in Chicago, there was massive protests, anti-war protests outside of the convention. Yeah, And Johnson on the stage of the democratic, they had machine guns pointed mm-hmm. at the doors. All right. So Johnson unleashes with Mayor Daley, who was another scumbag mafia, all the police to beat the shit out of these students. Yeah, And that's when the movement wakes up. They say, fuck, the obvious establishment and the not so obvious establishment, which were the Democrats are all in right. together.
2: They're all together. Even, yeah.
0: And that's when they broke. They said, fuck this. We're breaking from all of these guys. Yeah, And that's when the war ended within 16 months. But was, mm-hmm. that's why the fly trap is a Bernie Sanders, is a Donald Trump, is a booby fucking Kennedy. Because people are wasting all this time. I'm going to convince them. I think I can tweak him. You know, it's like, I can change. I can change. I'm going to get you to change. Meanwhile, the bottoms of movement, is, so they lost eight years. So if you want to look at it on an X axis, right, time, on the Y axis, you want to put suffering. And you look at the area under that curve, how much suffering do you want to take place as you're waiting for these motherfuckers to change? How much suffering have each one of you endured being in an abusive fucking relationship thinking someone's going to change and you waste eight, 10 years of your life. You have to make this very personal. Yeah. I've learned, fuck that. We have to build a bottoms up movement. And when you get to that conclusion, how do I build a bottoms up movement? Well, go to truthfreedomhealth.com. We'll teach you. It's taken me 50 years to figure out those. There is, you have to have a clear vision, truth, freedom, health. You have to have the science, just like a votech person. You learn engineering. And then you have to get on the ground. So my campaign for presidency, Matt, gives people the opportunity to do that. They can get on the ground. They can go door to door. They can hand out flyers. But they can also learn the physics of doing this at Truth Freedom Health. And they have a very clear vision that you can't just be fighting for freedom. So all the right-wingers, so-called, who are just for the First and Second Amendment, hey, start learning how to take care of your health. We'll teach you and those people are just fighting for health, hey, you gotta support the first and second amendments. You can't just be some Namby Pamby yoga Nazi. And those nerds have got, so it's, it's a fusion. That's the real unity, yep. okay? I love it. So, so that's what we gotta do, Matt, but I appreciate your openness, but just understand that the journey you're going through, many people have gone through. My goal is we wanna accelerate human change. We don't want people to suffer right? Why go following misleaders? Why let fucking Jimmy Dore come here and learn this shit. Let them stop there because if they don't understand this physics,
1: they're not going to get it. So I'm willing to learn more and I hope, I hope he can too. And I hope all of the followers of the people that, you know, we've been around, we want to get them too. So it's not just about the face of, you know, the, the, whatever YouTube channel or this person over here, we want all the people as well that's under them so those are the people on our side like you're saying there's more of us than them so we need to get all of them engaged i love what you're doing dr shiva everything you talked about today we really really appreciate all of it the uh, truthfreedomhealth.com I'll th- i'm gonna throw this up yeah can we play here can we
0: play our campaign video before you leave Do you have time or no what's your schedule like
1: we can we can play it one more time absolutely yeah um, so
0: go to shiva for president.com shiva numeral president.com by the way everyone go to shiva for president Get one of these bumper stickers. Put them proudly on the back windshield of your car. You, This is a lazy man's way to be an activist. 100,000 people see this. And you can get these at Shiva for President. Download that flyer. Become an activist. Hand it out. And if you go to shivaforpresident.com, Matt, if you go yeah, there, right and if you now. scroll down a little bit, there's a, a video which um, closes with you know my journey to truth, freedom, health. And you can play that video right there, Matt. This one
1: right here. Okay. Yep. We'll go for it.
0: Who would have ever thought thought I'd be running for President of the United States of America? America. I was born a low-caste, untouchable in India's caste system. A system of aristocracy, oppression, and racism. racism. My my name name is Dr. Shiva Ayyadurai. I'm an MIT PhD, a Fulbright Scholar, a scientist, engineer, entrepreneur, and inventor. My family and I left India to come to America on my seventh birthday. I grew up in the working-class neighborhoods of New Jersey, playing baseball, mowing lawns, painting houses, and coding software. My friends and neighbors are Blacks, Italians, Irish, people of all races. As a 14-year-old, I wrote 50,000 lines of software code to create the world's first email system and was awarded the first US copyright for email, recognizing me as its official inventor at a time when copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I did that long before I ever came to MIT, revealing that big innovations can occur anytime, place, by anybody. Growing up, I saw politicians dividing us by race and religion. In both america and india to have us fighting each other while they remain safe in their gated communities and in their playgrounds of hollywood martha's vineyard and silicon valley i'm a fighter i fought racism and exposure imperialist wars fought for workers and put my life on the line against global corruption i never wanted to run for political office all that changed when i saw working americans as never before being duped by the establishment and the not so obvious establishment across left and right we were being sold out and made to forget why we came to America and why America existed. Lawyers, academics, billionaires, celebrities and politicians, elites, Clintons, Kennedys, Bidens, Obamas, Bushes, black and white have hijacked America. They've printed trillions for their friends. they delivered crumbling infrastructure, corruption and racism. They've transferred trillions to themselves, dividing black and white, fear mongering and fake science, lockdowns and censorship, dirty air, food and water, pushing drugs upon us, making us sicker. We've been sold out one set of rules for them and another for us. We deserve a warrior with a history of courage in putting everything on the line for you, who believes in you, not them, who has created a movement bottoms up for truth, freedom, health. I've exposed their lies at the right time, never waiting until it was popular. I've exposed their false gods who exist to lead you back to them. I've exposed their fake science of lockdowns and masking and provided you solutions to fight them and win and protect your immune system. Saving millions, I exposed Fauci, galvanized the fire Fauci campaign when others remained silent. When they stole our election, we sued the government and Twitter in our historic 2020 federal lawsuit, exposing in bare view the government and big tech censorship infrastructure, the unholy alliance between government and social media companies. Where was Elon and his grifters? They stood by the sidelines and did nothing. They did not use their megaphones to help us when it could have made a big difference. Now our movement grows for truth, freedom, health. Independent of all of them, every day millions are learning the science of systems, the knowledge the elites do not want you to have, so you may learn how to think, stand up, and fight, independent of the establishment of left and right and their fake heroes. Now it's time for you to join the movement to win back America, to win back truth, win back freedom, win back your health. That's why I'm running for president of the United States. This race is about you. This race is about truth, freedom, health versus power, profit, control. We've had enough. They think we'll fall in line and vote again for their lawyers, celebrities, billionaires, and chosen ones from above. We choose our heroes from below, from the rank and file who do what is right at the right time, not when it's convenient and popular. They can never represent us. What America needs is a movement by the working people for the working people who are educated, organized, decentralized, and fight for independence from their systems of control. And that movement exists. It's ready for you. We don't need them. We need us to go bottoms up, neighbor to neighbor. My journey, your journey are all the same. It's our time. It's time we had one of us. It's time to win back truth, freedom, health, to win back America. Be part of this historic movement all the way to our victory on November 5th, 2024. If you're an American citizen, pledge your vote now for Dr. Shiva Duray, the independent candidate for U.S. President. No matter where you live, you can be a part of this. Volunteer as little as 20 minutes a day. Don't delay. This is Dr. Shiva Ayyadurai, and I approve this message paid for by Dr. Shiva for president. There you go, Matt. So that gives a sort of a detailed understanding. But anyway, the simple thing people can do, Matt, is go to Shiva for president, and get one of these bumper stickers, mm. and they should download that flyer because it's something they can keep in their glove compartment. They can hand it out, but it lays out in one little, you know, eight and a half by 11 uh, piece of paper. What is the problem that we need a systems overhaul and what the solution is?
1: perfect. And they got the website right here. Everyone, you got to go to check out Shiva for President. All the stuff he's doing, it's on the ground activism, bottom up. That's the only way we get stuff done. Uh the message is resonating with us here at the Homeless Left. Uh we love everything about it and what you're doing and um and thank you so much and, for And Matt, the last thing yeah. is
0: this Saturday. You can just pr- bring up that uh graphic again. We yeah, have We got this. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, so this Saturday at you know, 11, 11 at 11 a.m., okay? We're at the 11th hour in many ways, right? We encourage people uh, to let people know. I'll be, I'll be tweeting this out, but we're gonna march on Harvard and MIT. Um, it's basically the Zionist headquarters and these institutions of power um, are where Zionism has occupied itself. They're the ones who train Zionism. They're the ones who train people that it's okay to go butcher Palestinians and the same people who educate, graduate from these institutions, by and large, and I happen to be an exception, okay, because I never fell into their trap, are the ones who have essentially enslaved America. And the enslavement of America by Zionism is why the butchering in Palestine is going on. So nothing's going to happen. There's not going to be any free Palestine until we free America. Mm -hmm. And that's what our campaign offers, Mike. It's the first presidential campaign of its kind, which is openly eviscerating Zionism without any type of um you know compromise and that's what needs to happen and by the way zionism is racism that serves imperialism zionism is anti-semitism zionism has nothing to do with judaism theodore Herzl was an atheist all right people should go look at the history of zionism it's a political ideology and more recently christian zionism is an eschatological view which has made up some shit frankly made it all up you know focus on the armageddon and and um it's 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 a complete uh, you know, revisionism of even what Christ said. So if you're a Christian out there, you must ask yourself when you see the butchering of these people in Palestine, whether that comports or whether that, you know resonates with what you've learned and what and but unfortunately, Zionism has taken over, quote unquote, Christian Zionism in the United States. There's fourteen million Jews, but there's seventy million Christian Zionists in the United States. You don't have to be Jewish to be a Zionist. So stop calling people anti-Semitic when they expose Zionism.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Matt. Thank, thank you so much, Dr. Shiva, uh, taking the time today on Election Day to speak yeah. with us here on the Homeless Health. Thanks, great Matt. Thanks, for,
0: thanks for your openness and your kindness to listening and, and being a good, honest human being. Thank you. Absolutely.
1: I'm going to throw your Twitter up here. And people can follow you so they can, if they can't make it to the event on Saturday, they can, they can see tweeting it out as well. We'll be streaming it out.
2: Awesome. Very good. Okay. Thanks
1: again, Dr. Shiva. Bye-bye. Take care.